you say hi? Hi, everybody. What's up, guys? It's Brent with the Wheel and Trigger podcast, and we are dropping this new episode with uh, the one and only, the coolest name in all of RC, Walker Spinrad. Um, Walker's a cool cat, man. One of the fan favorites. People love, just love his vibe, love being around him. And uh, it was really great to have him in the studio, learn a little bit more about him, what he's doing, you know, what his intentions are, what, what his background was. Um, just an all-around cool cat. Uh, we did have a, a couple technical difficulties at the end of this one, and uh, the video might be kind of spliced together. But uh, we had a good time. It's a great, uh, great sit-down and a great chat. I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys all have to uh, think or say about it in the uh, chats on the YouTube or social media. Um, so, yeah, one thing you guys can do is definitely always check out our YouTube channel. Um, please like, subscribe, share our stuff. Uh, it really helps us get the word out and get the exposure for these guests that they deserve. Also, um, we've got a new sponsor, Nitro Pro Servos and Batteries and Fuel. Thanks to Drew Singer for jumping on board with this podcast and show. It's going to really help us um, move forward and, and generate the best content we can possibly do. And um, yeah, I, uh, I'm really looking forward to the reactions and uh, the people with this podcast. So without further ado, here we go. So whenever you want to give it a give it a start, you're good to go. <laughs> What's up? What's up? I am stoked because not only are you here to do this podcast, but we also have three new colorful bodies to uh I get to thank some people and and get these put into place. But um this body right here, that's an old, uh, it's like an original CO1. Yeah, that's the OG one right there. Yeah, it's the OG. And this was given to me by my homeboy down in Georgia, uh, Kevin Clark. So thank you, Kevin Clark, for a super bitchin' body. That's pretty clean. It's been through some stuff. Yeah, that one's sure. seen better days. It's definitely seen some things. <laughs> and then um, my boy, Evan Vale failed to bring a body with him um when he came and did the podcast so i um stole this from his pits at north georgia shootout he didn't know it but what's even better about it is <laughs> yeah. read the inside look at all the cock and balls that are inside yeah, I there. See it. <laughs> so some Put sick <laughs> and then my man walker spinrad in the in the house that's another uh, veil painted body for you right there. Veil paint, CO1. Um, LP, CO1. Oh, that's LP. the LP. That's the low pro. That's the newest one. It's pretty good. I like the fit. The quality's nice. And I'm not sure I can actually say anything about it yet, but uh, there is a new body coming out. It's out, but it's going to be for sale probably next week. Yes. 
And for Walker, you get the end spot. Perfect. Looks good up there. Yeah, it does. We're starting to get some color. Yeah, you got some. We got, a, we got coal over here. Yep. Next time, uh, next body start on that side. And then we'll go up so from there. Above the TV, it'd be pretty cool. And just start getting them dangling on the ceiling, like the racecraft room. Yeah. Maybe we'll hang some lights up there, too. Yeah. Just I mean, like, at some point, I think, I mean, there's, there's no... This is a blank canvas. Yeah. The whole point of the studio was to be like whatever we wanted to put up. I mean, like we could do like I a, got a Hardy poster. <laughs> I mean, the, the screen can't see it all. Um, Cameron Saxon with uh, Saxon Woodwork. He presented this with uh, to me for um, uh, at North Georgia shootout. And I know it's not fully in the frame and I wish that there was space for it to be. Um, but it's on the Facebook page. And I think anybody that uh, wants to get some really badass. For woodwork, sure. yeah. No, Cameron does some bad stuff. That's some super clean woodwork for sure. Yeah, so I, th I think we can make this like a a racecraft room replica. Like we just get like some box springs up to the ceiling. Yeah, with like the uh, Christmas lights and a bunch of bodies and wings and even Sean Miller's uh, prosthetic leg we got hung up in there. Bro, I would you know love to have it? a prosthetic leg How hanging from the that? ceiling. That's so sick. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, your first time to Myrtle? First time first time it's been good i've been here for cheers, cheers. two hours now awesome <laughs> you're here for the um historic um memorial day bike week that we have annually and um yeah if you were here a couple days from now you'd see some stuff that you could write in a book i think it might be better if i just stay home but we'll see <laughs> <laughs> yeah this would be a good weekend to stay home. A lot of us um, <laughs> leave town for this weekend to go and, and um, do something like with the family, get a long weekend or whatever, go mm -hmm. go camping or whatever. But For sure, yeah. It just depends. No, it'll be cool. I mean, I I might still be down here. I don't know, like talking with Vale and Hartman, like we're, we might come down here still for the weekend, but I don't know. We'll see. They keep telling me they're going to come and play some golf, and uh, I tell them, you know, give me notice. I need at least a day notice we'll you give know. you about like a five minute window yeah like, hey we're hey, pulling we're, in yeah, we're we're pulling in. is your shop open <laughs> probably yeah that's right right i'll give you a, once we leave here we'll go do a tour i'll take you to the to the big shop okay cool uh, gotta get you down for masters now that you guys got 10 scale cars yeah i mean i don't officially have one but i'll get one yeah shouldn't be that hard no i'll, I'll be able to get one <laughs> so california to South Carolina. Greenville, yeah. California meets South. West Coast meets East Coast. What is that like? It's pretty cool. I like it down here a lot. I'm excited to, like, get the summertime, like, feeling out here. I heard it's really cool. Summertime, I haven't got to experience it. Been a lot of rain. I know it'll still rain a lot, but it'll be a ton of rain. Um I miss Cali a little bit. Like, I miss all my boys down there and stuff. Definitely, like, the freedom of, like, pulling out your dirt bike out of the garage and just riding endlessly out there, like, anytime you want. Like, I don't have that here. I haven't really tried to, like, go out and make friends, like, mountain biking or dirt biking or anything, but I'm going to start for sure. But other than that, I like it. It's cool. I like it down here. Is is Greenville or the Carolinas like short term plan or you you like it enough to where like you might you might end up planting roots around here? I don't know if I'd like plant roots forever, but like my lease is till December and I would have no problem signing another year at all. I mean, as of right now, I'm staying. I'm here to stay. 
Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's so I grew up out west as well. And I can tell you that this is home for me. Like I love the laid back style of living yeah. in the Carolinas. It's it's north enough of Florida that you're not like in super hurricane alley. Yeah. We get them, but but it's still like we get all the seasons. Um, we get really hot. We don't get super cold. I mean, it's home. I, I mean, I, I I don't envision myself living anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, I'm comfortable down here. Like, it still doesn't feel like I like moved. You know, like I feel like this is like home for now. You know, I like it. It's cool. The weather's very different. Like, you know, we, well, me and Nick, we went out played golf a while back and. We got to like hole 13, nice sunny day, and then bam, out of nowhere, like a matter of three minutes, I was, it's like I jumped in my pool with my clothes on. I was <laughs> drenched. Full pop-up, like yeah. a pop-up pop shower? Yeah, like you're walking along like to the car and there's just like water coming out of your shoes and stuff. And I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> He's like, yeah. So I was just down here, I'm like, damn. Yeah. So Myrtle Beach, it's like, they, they don't even need to do a weather plan because it's going to rain today or every day. Maybe for 30 seconds. It's going to rain. Yeah, that's what I learned. It could ruin your day. I'll put it to you this way. We went to SMB like two weeks ago, and uh, me, Nick, and Robin Nelson, we all like just went to practice. And uh, we got there. We ran like a tank, maybe two tanks to fill our cars out. And we came back to the bench for like an hour to make some changes. And like literally as I put my head warmer on the engine, it just started pouring rain. And I'm like, damn. I was like, well, we'll never know what that setup's like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I just like literally packed up and went home and hopped on Call of Duty. Yeah. I felt a little better. <laughs> <laughs> Do you play uh, on a console or you play on a computer? I play PC, but I play with a controller. Yeah. I don't, I've tried keyboard and mouse before. I, I could learn it, but it's like super weird for me. Yeah. I don't know. Like at this point in my life, being low 40s. I'm not learning something new. I don't even want to learn that, dude. Like, I, I, I'm pretty good, like, with the controller as it is. Like, I have no problem just sticking to it. I just like PC gaming because it's, like, one, there's no updates, like, Xbox and, P like, rarely. And if there is, it's super quick. But the graphics are just, like, unreal on right. PC. So, it's cool. But Producer Robert, he's a he's a big-time gamer. He's a PC and console gamer. You That's how we met. Uh, no, you... I've heard on the other podcasts, you don't play COD, you play some other game. Yeah, I play a lot of fighting games. I do a lot of streaming, too, so I play a lot of everything, but... You're on Twitch? Yes, sir. You have, like, TTV in your usernames? Like no. TTV Robert? Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, uh, he you know, he, I'm, he can tell you, but he's got some pretty cool stuff that he does, and he uh, his background, that's how we met, is I was producing, doing video game tournaments, and he was a competitor at one point, but... What, how many days did you tell me you got to take off because the new Street Fighter's coming out? <laughs> Taking a week off. A week off. <laughs> like back when you were a little kid, you missed a day to go get the GTA or Call oh, yeah. of Duty game. Yeah. Well, in my day, it was Duck Hunt, motherfucker. And you're like, GTA. Like, we didn't even know what good graphics were. <laughs> yeah. There's, yeah. No, I, I mean, I was always been lucky as a kid with games. Like, uh, I mean, I used to play like those old school, like, uh, they'll like grab like two shotguns, like at the machine, like that buckshot oh yeah game. yeah yeah it was pretty cool yeah nintendo was a game changer i was tech mobile excite bike you know like excite bikes cool just yeah. really cool old school analog looking games and mm -hmm. and i was good at them mario brothers um 
I'd say probably about the time the PS2 came out is when I really was like diehard into gaming. That's when it was good. Like they had like that. They had like that one like quad game. Dude, I had played at my neighbor's house. He had a PS2 with like some ATV game. It wasn't MX versus ATV. It was some just like pure ATV game. Yeah. And I was obsessed with it. And I never got a PS2 or anything, but then I got a PS3 when it came out. And I was yeah. Like all over it. Well, between like those games, NASCAR, Tony Hawk, Sean White, like Skate 3, like all yeah, the in, games. Yeah. In, and like Tiger Woods Golf. Like I could just maybe some Madden. You give me five or six games, I'll never look at another game. I, I was, was all I wanted. Strictly racing games. I played like NFL or Madden like one time, and I was just like, I can't play this. I don't yeah, know. I'd just be right back to dirt bikes or Forza or whatever. Yeah, or anything. But then like I recently got in the Call of Duty. Like I never really played before until like Cole was like, Oh, you should download COD. And I'm like, Okay. And now I'm obsessed. I'm hooked. It's pretty fun. I got a PS5, and I, I I'm gonna download it and play with you guys. I just. Perfect. Haven't done it. It gets pretty rowdy on the game chats, like with the other teams and stuff. But that's what <laughs> that's why I like it so much. It's pretty cool. Nice. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I, I, I won't buy any more racing games because I I have my sim rig. I just do iRacing on it. So I just oh, you have a sim rig. Yeah. So that's I'll just do iRacing for my racing games, and then you know, FIFA, Madden, Call of Duty. Yeah, me and Cole went to went we went to DNC. Tyler Brown has a a sim rig, like badass. Like has like. The swappable F1 wheel and nice. interchanging. And me and Cole, dude, we were like on F1 for hours trying to beat each other. I mean, I got smoked by Cole. Yeah. But I was just trying to beat him for hours. Yeah. Well, one thing he won't smoke me at is is racing. Tyler Brown will smoke just about anybody I know on sprint cars. Oh, yeah. On iRacing. You know who's really good at sprint cars on iRacing? Bornhorst. I could believe it. Very good. I'd have to see them two go at it because, I mean, I was shocked at how good Tyler was. I'm talking like. Wheel turned all the way up, dude. My arm was pumping after literally a oh, yeah. lap. Absolutely. Cr- I couldn't even get out of pit lane. Asked Tyler. It was hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. It's cool, though. I want one of my own. Joe's Joe's really good. Um, yeah, there's the sprint car stuff's different. I, I like the dirt stuff better than, than the asphalt stuff. but I do, too, for sure. The... Um, the dirt stuff's pretty intense. It's it's insane how like realistic. It's crazy it, it realistic. I my favorite thing on i racing was like the Pro Four, the Pro Two trucks. Like I suck at those. I, I I just don't do them much anymore. I think it's just like that's like my whole background's like off road. I was like I think naturally good at it. Cole yeah. was pretty good at it too. Me and him were both pretty good at that. But like as far as like the on road stuff, like F one and stuff, I was decent, but I was nothing special. Yeah, like Cole's super good at it. Tyler's pretty good at it. I'm mainly oval. I, uh, I'll do. I'll play it every now and then, but oval's my my jam. That's what Tyler did, and he's like in, insane. Yeah, I'm like. I, I didn't know he had one. I'll uh, I'll find him and maybe I can. Yeah. Play around. He has one. That's awesome. Yeah, he shreds for sure. I didn't want to be the guy to say to everybody that Tyler Brown shreds, i racing oval sprint cars, but he does. You just did. <laughs> because he shreds it's flat out yeah man oh sorry my eye is freaking burning for some reason oh you're good did you uh ever see the nascar things y'all talking about racing games got me thinking about this did you ever see the nascar uh guy who won because he was like or he didn't win but he needed to qualify and he was like basically out of the race if he didn't try something and he was like fuck it this worked in the gamecube game so that was uh ross chastain last year 
um, and he made it into the playoffs with that move. He uh, he rode the rim, yeah. sent it right into the corner, rode all the way oh, around I the did, outside on I, the wall. I did see that. That was and passed wild. enough people Literally to wild. advance. Yeah, that was pretty sick. That was awesome. That was so sick. that was one of those. Uh, yeah, there's not much to do in a situation in NASCAR, like besides, I guess, just ride the wall. So, I wanted to ask you something because he brought it up to me. Robert brought it up to me earlier, and I thought it was. I was like, oh man, I hadn't really looked over it fully. I I gave you that um, little questionnaire sheet to. And normally, I the the reason I do it is for him, so he can like pull up any kind of social media or whatever if he wants to play it, you know, okay, or do whatever. And okay. uh, he said, uh, dude, did, does he work for NASA? <laughs> Because he, he went and looked at your LinkedIn. My LinkedIn. <laughs> and it says you're employed by NASA. No. And I was like, that's news to me. I, I don't I don't think so. No, I was uh no, I was trying uh really hard. I was in talks with Colin Herzig and stuff and I was oh, like yeah. working towards it and I was like, screw it, I'll just put all this up there and see and uh like hopefully get some uh uh I've actually gotten a good amount of hits on that LinkedIn, honestly. That's funny. Out of everything, you guys check LinkedIn. He checked it. I wouldn't have even thought of it. I I hate LinkedIn. I just don't use it. It's I get notifications from it all the damn time. Yeah, I've it's never just, even used LinkedIn ever. It's just a, another platform that we have to keep up with. I mean, I don't do Snapchat. I don't do LinkedIn. I don't. I rarely. I barely do um, Instagram. Only thing I do on Instagram is if it posts from my Facebook to Instagram, Twitter. I mean, what's that? I don't got no birds. I deleted, I deleted Twitter like years ago, probably like four years ago. That's, I'd okay. literally open my phone and go on Twitter, and I'd literally like, get off Twitter, and I'd go right back on my phone, and I'd be right back on Twitter. Oh, so you were like, addicted to it. Yeah, I was like, this is like way too distracting, and I deleted it, and I've never had Twitter since. It's smart. I... I just wish I didn't have to have any of them. Me too. I just deleted TikTok like three weeks ago because that's pretty addicting too. Like you just start scrolling and start seeing funny videos and you're just like, next thing you know, an hour went by. Yeah. So yeah, I deleted that too. So now all I have is Facebook and Instagram, but I mainly just go on Facebook because of RC. Yeah. But it's not super addicting because it's just like a bunch of race reports. So <laughs> I, don't get like, I mean, it's not super entertaining for me, honestly. No, it's a good point. The only thing that's super entertaining is like Racecraft's post. Chase does a great job. Super good job at like, at keeping them interesting. Yeah, like he just always he's like a master at Photoshop. Like he just you'll just be scrolling and you're like, I just know that's Chase. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, the fact that the whole butt guns thing came in <laughs> is incredible. Like But just, I, apparently I like I tuned into the chat the other day and he said like he's changing. I, I, there's a there's a new uh <laughs> My favorite thing about this picture is like honestly everybody looks pretty sick, but TJ Bradley. Oh like with the hair. It looks it legit, just, it, dude. I don't know. It fits him perfectly. I Perfect. Think. Holy shit. Uh I don't know. I heard there's a new band and I don't know I don't know what's going on. We're gonna have to ask Chase about it. But I don't think there should be because this one's pretty elite. Bro, we, we have we're barely scratching the surface with the butt guns. Like we need more time to become like what we truly set out to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll ask him tomorrow. Yeah, I was a little. We've upset. got a uh, um, 
Yeah, they're, yeah, fucking I'll just be like, yeah, dude, I got, we went down to like a little deli down there, excuse me, and a bunch of people were asking who we like, who we were, and we're like, yeah, we're (laughs) from the butt guns, you know? Duh. Duh. But just imagine once we become globally recognized, dude, I mean. I think we should get the band together and head down to that bike week thing in those outfits that'd be (laughs) (laughs) last week's last week's bike week we would have fit right in like we would have had a crowd yeah they would have paid to paid to see us i think they'll pay to see us anywhere you're probably right like come on now dude we'd be so good i can imagine like um snoop dogg getting up on stage when he saw how great it was and just want to be part of it you know what i mean (laughs) rolling a big blunt and get up there on stage and rock out with the butt guns nothing would make me more happy in this world (laughs) (laughs) i'm with you man that's chase just comes up with some wild stuff wild stuff and uh, and that's no exception all you have to do is just say okay yeah you have no choice no i mean no no i mean you're yeah uh, that's why (laughs) that's why when because because he doesn't take no for answer yeah um when i made myself so self-proclaimed a team member of racecraft uh-huh like you just <laughs> he yeah. couldn't tell me no you really did though yeah i was like no i'm part of this team yeah you can't tell me no you know it's cool to see all the people that get on racecraft like the different ways like yeah you're on the team or you should put me on the team or you know like it's there's one rule if you ask to be on the team you're not, you're on, not the on the team you're no. at the very bottom of the list yeah but as far as you go you're right in there <laughs> <laughs> so you don't really got a choice man yeah no you can't say i'm no. telling everybody i'm on this team yeah even if you tell me no i'm yeah. still on you know even if you tell everyone i'm not on i'm telling them i am so good <laughs> yeah. luck and All i'm right. not on a lot of teams i'm you know i got my own stuff so yeah no racecraft's one of those teams to be on it's yeah. just it's just fun it's cool it's freaking awesome i uh going west is fun but I want to get the racecraft people out east. Dude, I want you so bad. All together. Like, we need that DNC vibe at one East Coast race every year. Yeah. Just like they do. Like, I'd come say on, it guys. should just be AMS because, like, they're already, like, I know Cody Thompson has been to AMS, I think, twice in a row. And I think Chase and Reese went last year. Yeah. So, but they, they need to, they need, no. AMS, AMS is a great race and i love dave i've never been to ams so i don't know but it's in november in alabama and it could be uh cold rainy whatever no we got to get them out here like so soon. we need to get them to the rc pro-am in august okay that's exactly what we need to do yeah they need to take part in the rc pro-am i think they should too because every all you know everybody out here will be there already yeah i'll be there i know cole will be there evan yeah. nick yeah you well cole's mad about it because that's the weekend that he usually goes to the ozarks for the boat races oh that really sucks poor guy guy. now he's gonna have to spend the weekend with me and you Uh, i know imagine having to like hang out with your friends and have a good time or go watch some boats or you can just like (laughs) i'll give you a quick story last year i went to cole's house for worlds and if i never went to cole's house before worlds i probably wouldn't even be here right now honestly like that whole trip is kind of what solidified my move. But uh, anyways, I went down to Cole's house for the, uh, I think it was like two or three weeks before we went to Spain just to hang out and stuff. And uh, I got there and like, I think a week, 
later or a few days later I got there. He's like, oh, yeah, like I'm going down to the Ozarks like with Randy. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, I was like, is there is there any room? And he's like, uh, it was like a planned trip and stuff. So there wasn't any room, which was fine. So I ended up like taking his little black truck and I hung out with Hartman for like two weeks or yeah, it was like a week, week and a half or something. Yeah. And that's how I got really close with Hartman. But because you mentioned the Ozarts, I just had to bring up that story. So I'm like, look, you already did it last year, you know? Yeah. Asshole. Like, you can skip it this year. Yeah. Well, he's going to have to because now that now there's an event. Why don't we just made. bring the Ozarks to the Pro-Am or we'll bring the Pro-Am to the Ozarks? Yeah. We can just not bring our RC cars and just drop down some boats. You know, come to think about it, it is in Lake Waccamaw and this location where the the race is going to be held at is like literally a mile from the Lake Waccamaw. Okay, cool. So then that's, I so guess, I guess we can, Cole can do both. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll just bring my boat, my pontoon. We'll find a place to put it. And then on Monday after we're done with the event, spend the whole day out on the water, maybe two. It'd be great. Or we just come back here and just do it here. Down for whatever. Either way. We're going to party. We're going to do it pretty big, so. Yeah. We just really need to get, like, the race crap boys down here. Be nice to have the race crap boys here. I need, you know, the pro for that race to work. I was going to tell you about this. We were talking about it at lunch. But I want to tell you about how the race works. So, and this is really, like, the first time vocally I can explain it. Everything's been on paper for the flyer and, like, posts that I made. But, um so the, the, the event is going to be a 12-class race, just like most of these big arena races. Um, three levels of buggy, three levels of e-buggy, three levels of truck. E-truck, 40-plus nitro, 40-plus e-buggy. That's the 12 classes, okay? So it's pretty much just every class. Yeah, minus like 50-plus and different levels of e-truck, you know. So get, And there's no 40-plus truck. Okay, I get, so I get what you're saying. It's 12 classes. Um, racing top five TQ for trophies and all that good stuff. But where the caveat and where this event's different and why it's going to be so fun and interesting is because the RC Pro-Am is just what it's called. We're teaming up pros with Joes on Friday night. Oh, this is what... The, uh, yeah, yeah, I saw this last year. It's pretty freaking cool. Well, that was... So you didn't see what we're doing. But you you might have saw where like, like RCGP did it, like I forgot what they called that's that. That's probably what it was. But, but they like, just let somebody drive their car and they helped them. And then I think like just like that different style of racing is pretty cool though. Right. Like, so what we're doing is all the pros that want to take part in it, which they should all yeah, want to do it because agree, you yeah. can win money. I agree. And so all the pros that want to take part of it will draw a number for nitro buggy and for e buggy. Okay. For for Nitro Buggy, let's just say one. Let's say we got ten pros or fifteen pros. Well, whoever gets number one gets the first pick, and they get to pick one sportsman or one intermediate, and then it goes down through the line. But you just get to pick one person on the first round, oh. and then it's a snake draft. So it comes back. So if you picked last in the first round, the second round you pick first, first. and it comes back. Then you're going to pick. If you already got your sportsman, you have to pick an intermediate. If you already got your intermediate, then you got to pick a sportsman. The goal is to have a pro, an intermediate, and a sportsman. You're combining your points at the end of the weekend for overall championships. So kind of like how the Reese Cup was. Like we had like uh, we had for that Reese like 240 Enduro Cup. We had a pro, a sportsman, and an intermediate. Kind of like that, but you guys all raced in one race. Whereas these yeah. guys, the individual results is what 
where you finish. So it's like a points race. Yeah. Yeah. And where you finish and you add all the points up and whoever has the least or the most, however we're going to do our point system, wins. Top three teams in Nitro Buggy, top three teams in E-Buggy will get medals and the winner, pro winner of, will win a grand in each class and second and third will win some money in each class. And then the, the sportsmen and intermediate guys are going to get prizes. Right. So it's the goal is to bridge the gap between the, the pros and the Joes. So if you picked up two guys, you're running pro and you got these two guys, you're going to want them to do as good as possible. The right. goal is for you to make sure their car is dialed. Right. It's right. You know, all you all now, all they have to do is drive it, you know, oh, so work I, together. I was, okay. So it's not like, you drive one car. No. It's just you, you're just on a team. They race their car, and however they finish, that's exactly. the point, whatever. And the goal is to help each other. Yeah. Mainly to get the pros involved with the lower-level guys because it could benefit them in winning money. Right. Or it'll just put them in a good spot for future races as well. So. Absolutely. And then, you know, it, it, this this uh, event concept is sure to evolve and turn into something else, you know, as it moves forward. Um, that's kind of the first drop late. So here's, what's really cool about Friday night. So it'll be like practice from eight to eight, 8 AM to 8 PM on Friday. Uh And then directly after practice, we're going to move to another section of where we're doing this event at and we're doing a live draft. So Lance, who is the RD is going to be helped directing this whole live draft. We're going to have drinks and food and we're going to have a PA system and the it's, it's all going to be done just like kind of like an NFL draft. So it's going to be real cool. You call people up, they're going to get to like get their picture taken with their, you know, the guy who drafted them. Yeah. And uh, it's all going to be live in front of all the other people that are standing there. That's going to be pretty badass. Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, I'll definitely be there. Yeah. So it's just a different way of doing something and just hoping that my goal and the whole thought process of this is to get the pros and Joes working together. Not, not so much like me walking up to you and being like, Hey man, can you, you know, how do you do this? Or what do you be like, here's my car. What do we got to do to make this thing as good as possible? So we have the best chance of winning Mm -hmm. and let the, let the pro throw some magic at it. You know, they can't drive it for them, but they can make it as good as they can for them. You know, and that's, that's what we need more of. We need more pros stepping up and, and lending that hand. And unfortunately this is a way of doing it with like a carrot at the end of the stick. They should be doing it anyways. And most do. I'm not saying that they don't That's, I don't want people to think that, um, that, that pros are all Not snobs. All pros are assholes. No, there's there's a couple out there that are probably harder to deal with than others, but oh, most definitely. But yeah, that's the concept. So that's what we need to get all the racecraft boys out here for. It's exactly what we need to get them out here for. Chase will figure out a way to bone out. He's he's a sissy man. He's super good at flaking. Mm. He's like master flaker. <laughs> <laughs> So he's, how many master names does he have, Robert? Master Flaker, Master Farter. Yeah, master Farter was impressive. Master Bater. That's probably on the resume already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. True that. No, I think Chase really would come out. I mean, if we give, like, you know, he's he's going to hear about it now. That's a pretty good notice for you to plan the trip. You know, it's not till August. He'll figure out a way not to. <laughs> the last, like, two days before the yeah, something about California doesn't pay enough or something. Yeah. No more time off. You use it all for DNC. Yeah, probably. Whatever. Who knows? Is what it is. The fact that um, he doesn't like Blink One E Two just proves right there that That he was is. the biggest disrespect like I've ever gotten thrown to me. Like 
I was really upset. I almost put the flock foils I had on the printer that day on hold for one day. <laughs> <laughs> for one day because I was like, there's no way this guy said that. Like, okay, I can get, like, a little bit of why you throw shade, but, bro, like, Blink-182 is freaking rad. Yeah. Like, it gets you in the mood. Just, like, if you're having a bad day, you turn that shit on, and you're like, let's go. You're Absolutely. Like, I want to go do something. Absolutely. Yeah. blink is and they're back. I know. They're I, back. I said that, and he's like, Pfft. Do you know, I would have, like, literally sold my kidney to go see him at Coachella. I didn't even know they played at Coachella until they somebody said they were at Coachella. Yeah. Yeah, they're back. They're so, back. Chase, they're here to stay. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. This I mean, guy. Like, the butt guns, like, we're going to switch our genre up to Blink-182. Might turn into a little bit of, like, uh, pop punk. It probably will. Like, yeah. a little bit of emo, like, that shit's sick. Yeah. You know? So. Hey, man. Teach their own, but. It's so funny. There's so many people like this has sparked so many conversations <laughs> and like lots of posts on the Internet of people like talking about Blink and talking about, you know, how they suck or, you know, even somebody uh, when we posted up about doing our live show that we're doing this month uh, that they're like, uh, so Lowe's or Home Depot. You know, so it's like he, he created these like we can go all day playing this or that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'll usually just say whatever you don't want me to say. Mm. Well, that's what he did. He probably shops at Lowe's all the time, but he freaking goes off on this tangent about how terrible it is because I like it. Yeah, for sure. And he probably secretly has freaking every Blink song in his Spotify. Oh, for, I know for sure he does. <laughs> He's just, like, been trying. He's like, I just want to make a racecraft edit to this video, like, to this song Yeah, so how bad. can we make it racecrafty? Yeah, he's like, but I just can't do that because then they'll know I like Blink. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's, just, o it's okay to like Blink. Chase, it's all right to like Blink, man. I'm talking to you. It's okay. It's totally okay. <laughs> it's totally okay. You look that way. It's totally okay. <laughs> As I looked in the camera, I didn't even see my freaking yeah. face or body. I'm like, damn. <laughs> That's awesome. Whatever. I don't care if I'm the last person on earth to like Blink-182. It bans sick. I agree. Yeah. If you want another beer, they're in the fridge. I actually will get one. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I like uh, I like Blink a lot. I'll tell you who I seriously... Uh, not yet. I'll tell you who I'm seriously freaking digging right now. My favorite artist, period, is um, Zach Bryan. Zach Bryan is a cool dude. Sick, He's dude. like the most humble guy. On yeah. The yeah. And his music is amazing. It's, it's incredible. It's actually incredible. I mean, it will make me shed a tear some yeah. days. It speaks to you. Yeah. No, it's... It's very heartfelt music. Yeah. And it takes a lot of talent to one sing that good and two write songs that good. And he's and he's a hundred percent indie self made. No, you know, everything was done through videos he posted on his YouTube. Everything was done through like literally self determination and hard work. Yeah. Like literally. Like, he was doing it while he was in the military that's what overseas, I'm just like, like posting that's videos. The definition of like no excuses. Yeah. Like there's no excuses. I was reading something the other day where um, the the, oh, the the turtle band that opens for him. I don't even know. Trampled by Turtles is the name of the band. I haven't even heard of it. Well, they're opening. They open for him this season, this this year's tour, the Burn 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 tour, which they're in Charleston tonight. I was trying to get tickets, but you cannot get tickets. And I'm sure we can find a way. We can just be like, hey, we're, we're the butt guns. 
Well, I didn't use that angle. <laughs> See, you didn't even you didn't even think. <sighs> Might be too late, but yeah, <laughs> uh, they the 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 lead singer of Trampled by Turtles wrote this excerpt about. He's like, I've never seen. He's he said, I'm I'm in my late thirties or early forties, and I've never seen anything like this. He said, not only does Zach Bryan like care and want to help and do stuff, he's not arrogant and like pushing, you know brushing you off your shoulder. Yeah, no, he goes back to the fans. Yeah, but he said, like, it is crazy. Like, the only way that he can describe what he sees on a nightly basis is, like, he thinks it would be, like, what the Beatles and Elvis was like. I could agree with that. Like, he said that it's just people singing every word of his music that you don't even know is on, you know, it's not public. Yeah. And they just, the fans, like, yeah. they just love him. Yeah. He said it's incredible. Sure. No, he's a freaking rad. Like I said, I'm trying to go to one of his concerts later this summer. Yeah. In Charleston. So. Good luck. Probably not Everything's sold out. Might just have to, like, go skydiving and skydive into the arena. Yeah, stadium, that'd be good. Whatever. He'd probably let you on stage if you did that. He probably would, like, just with a big old American flag parachute, oh, yeah. you know? With, like, one of those Zach Bryan, like, stringers. Like, that'd be freaking rad. Pinched in my ass cheeks or something like as I'm flying. <laughs> that's a total butt gun move. Yeah, right there. that's a total butt gun move. But Zach Bryan, you're a good dude. Yeah, I, I told my wife I was like, all I want for my birthday is Zach Bryan tickets. She said, ah. we went looking. Like we tried every way we could. I almost got scammed. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure you would have had to book this like a year prior, honestly. Yeah, There's every the whole tour sold out. Yeah, I'm sure. And he uses Axis for his tickets. Yeah, not Ticketmaster. His last year's tour is called "All My Homies Hate Ticketmaster." I mean, everybody hates Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster blows. It's fucking garbage. So, yeah, he just everything's sold out, and the only way you can buy tickets is if once it's sold out, is through their app. Like, you put it back in the marketplace. You can't sell it to somebody. And this is why I couldn't go. Because I have people that would have probably sold me a ticket. People that aren't going. Yeah. But everything is done through the app. And the problem is, if you go to sell it, it has to go back into the pool. You can't choose who you sell it to. Yeah, so you just have to hope that somebody buys it fast enough. No, you go to sell it, and whoever's next in line on the wait list is the oh, first person gets like, the email. I thought you meant like you just sell it back to like Ticketmaster or Access. And no, just like, like you put it in the marketplace, but it goes to the wait list. That's kind of BS, I think. I They're stopping scalping. And I mean, teach its own. I mean, yeah, if you're in a wait list, cool. But I think if I wanted to sell it to my friend, yeah. you should be able to sell it to You probably friend. could. You can transfer the tickets, and then maybe they can give you cash for it or something I like that. I can just Photoshop the names on it or something. Like we, as long as it's a QR, all they care about is your QR code. Yeah. Just scan it. You know? Everything's QR. Oh, dude, I went to Supercross with Cole in Atlanta, and we had to buy, like, the parking pass thing, like the QR code. And uh, so you had to buy your ticket, and then you had to buy a parking pass. So, like, I'm driving into Atlanta Motor Speedway, and the lady's like, you have your QR code? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, all I have to do is see the QR code. She's like, it could be any QR code. And I'm like, Damn. I'm like, I wish I just showed you any QR code and not <laughs> bought this ticket, you know? So after that, I've been thinking, you know, like maybe just don't buy parking tickets anymore. Just buy Yeah, but QR then code. when you don't, you show up, they're going to scan it. Yeah. Exactly. And it's going to be like to your Facebook page. <laughs> literally. And then there's going to be a, a line of like 10,000 cars behind you. While you're you. trying to buy that yeah. QR code. Yeah, and then your phone ain't loading for some reason. or Story of my life. It never happens to me. You know? not, 
it's not it's never easy you know what i'm saying like things like that it's like if it sounds too good to be true it's not gonna happen so you weren't going to nats i was not going to nationals now and now you are yeah i am now um well pretty much like i want i really wanted to it's not that i didn't want to go it's just like i've been racing a lot i've been racing for a while you know like and all these races come out of my pocket i don't get help at all i don't get any help actually it comes 100 percent out of my pocket unless like i wrench for coal or something like it like i get trip help but like if i just wanted to race and not wrench for somebody it comes straight out of my pocket are you so, wrenching or are you racing i'm racing who's wrenching for coal i, I would I don't think anybody. Last um, year it was Casey. I don't. For Nats. I would assume it, if anybody were to do it, it'd be Cody Thompson. But Cody's, Cody's racing. Yeah, but Cody's pretty. I mean, Cody's like a me, you know, like we, even if we're racing, we still help. You yeah. Know what I'm saying. Oh, but yeah. Like wrenching is a whole different ball game at those races. Like, yeah, you got to wrench 24 7. Yeah, but you have time. At those races, you have time. Well, it's only two classes, but I don't know. I think Cole might be. Just wrenching for himself and yeah. wrenching. I don't know. I think Cody would just be his pit guy. I have no clue. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything because I don't know. Yeah. All I know is I am going to nationals now. Uh, Favitas and Evan Vale talked me into it. And the Bartlett's over at One Army. Like, they've all been talking me into it ever since I said I wasn't going for a while. But it's like, dude, flights are like 800 bucks. I know. And it's like, okay, whatever, 800 bucks. But then it's like, oh. Well, you forgot all about race entries. Yeah. Those are 200 bucks. Did you sign up when they when they came on? No. I don't know what I'm going to do. I still am not in there. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I bought a... Oh, I don't know, awesome. dude. I've talked to a lot of people. Like, they said, like, it, I should be okay. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not really praying on it, but, like, I did buy my... Renewed my membership with Roar because I looked and it expired, like, literally, like, a week ago. Yeah. But uh, I renewed it, so and I tried to sign up, but obviously I can't. But it doesn't even seem like it's full. That's the weird thing because I thought they were doing like two hundred buggy entries. Well, normally it's like two hundred and one hundred, and they but they're at they like one sixty five right now in buggy. Yeah, but that might be because the automatic entries from last year's semis are automatically in. I know. I almost made it too. Did like you? I was. I was literally like the. Because they took like 20, I was 21. Yeah. Whatever it was, I was the one below, I think. Huh. But anyways, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it will be okay, but I don't know. All I know is I booked my flight. I am going. I mean, worst case, okay, I don't race, whatever. Yeah. Just hang out. But I should. I think I'll be okay. Should be an amazing trip anyway. It's always going to be a good trip. I don't, I don't know because I've not been there, but I know that the, the facility is going to be top-notch, so I'm looking forward to that part. I've never been to Chico before, but I've heard nothing but awesome things. Everybody mm. keeps bringing up, like, the old Nationals or whatever race was there. Like, We had that 10-scale Worlds, like, in... Um, Everybody keeps bringing up, like, 2015. Yeah, I think that was... Ten, well, I started... That must have been... Maybe they had a Nationals that year. I started Beach in 13, and 10 scale worlds was there a couple years before that hartson won the four-wheel drive that year i can't remember exactly what year it was so like maybe 
2010, 12, something like that. Beats me. I didn't even know RC existed like this at that time. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty crazy. <laughs> I that. didn't even know RC existed like this until I started. Like, How'd you get into it? How'd you find RC? Well, I've always known, like, I've always kind of known about RC. Um, obviously, like, I always had, like, a Slash or I got, like, a SC10 one time. But I never, like, went to the, I didn't even know, like, really tracks existed. I did. Uh, we had, like, a friend who used to race, so, like, I'd go to Hot Rods and watch them, like, maybe once every year or something. i kind of just go. Um, and then, like, I think come, like, 14, 15, maybe, I went to uh, SCV RC once when, it, when in, uh, like, 111 Inc., those guys owned it, um, and I, I loved it, but we didn't have the money for it or anything, so I didn't go a whole lot. And then I never really got an RC. I was always the kid who was riding his bike or dirt bike every day, you know. But uh, anyways, I broke my foot really bad riding my dirt bike, and I couldn't work for like a year. It was like eight months, but I think it was like after all said and done, it was like 10 months of not working. So I was like, damn, like what would be like kind of cool to do? Because I can't ride. Can't bike, can't dirt bike, can't do anything that I like to do. So, yeah, I just went down the hot rods one day and walked in there, and I was like, well, it's, like, the best car to buy as a starter. And Jimmy sold me on, like, a B6.1 at the time, the dirt one. Drove it. Wasn't super hot on it. It's pretty boring, honestly. <laughs> Stock 17.5 buggy on dirt. Um, it was cool. But then uh, one of my buddies, his name's Chris Coates, most of you guys know him. Um, I was the first guy I ever met in RC. And nice. he showed up to the track. And I didn't know who he was at the time, but he had, like, this big old car. It was a Mugen 8 scale. I didn't know what it was. I, I was like, dude, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, this thing's got to cost at least, like, five grand. I don't know. He's like, no, they're not that bad, you know. And uh, pretty much <clears throat> he let me drive it that day. And I was like, dude, I was hooked on it. And... Uh, he had a buddy, his name was Radcliffe, Radcliffe Brill, and uh, us three became really good friends, and Radcliffe was like, you want to buy, he had a Kyosho MP9E at the time, I think it was like a TKI 3 or 2, he had a 2 and a 3, and uh, he was going to sell it to me complete, battery everything for like 500 bucks, I was like, damn, that's a pretty good deal, I was like, I don't really have money, like I'm on disability, you know, but whatever, ended up like next day, I was thinking about it, I was like, screw it, I took like really all my disability of like that payment, which was probably like 500 bucks, 600 bucks. And I didn't get any of their numbers. So I like went back to hot rods praying one of them would be there. <laughs> and sure enough, coach, my buddy, Chris Coates, he was there. And I was like, Hey, do you have that guy's number that was here the other day? Your friend Radcliffe, you know? And he's like, yeah, uh, let me give it to him. So I ended up buying that buggy and I would go to hot rods like 24 seven and practice and hang out. I probably broke over 1,500 front A-arms of that Kyosho. I had the same car. MP9, and then finally Chris Coates bought me a Mugen. He bought me <laughs> He bought me an MBX8 Eco, and, dude, I built it all myself because I love to build things and tinker and stuff. But anyways, I built it, had a blast, dude. I'd race that thing. Like I had that car for, like, over a year. It was freaking awesome. And that I never – did 10 scale again. I mean, I've been to OCRC a few times. And I did a couple J barrels, but like ever since then, it's been like hardcore eight scale. And then I got into nitro like probably a year and a half after that. Yeah. I just raced e buggy at hot rods. I didn't like race. I just literally would do Tuesday night nationals. That was it. That's all I did. I fell in love with it. Like Sean Miller announcing, 
my buddy Coates, a bunch of cool guys, Dro, yeah. Tyler, Fenster, everybody, all those guys. Yeah, they're all cool cats, man. Yeah, they're super chill. So that's pretty much what started it. And that was twenty beginning in twenty nineteen. I got Finster out here for Masters last year. Yeah, I know. He did come out here. Yeah. Um, so that TKI 9, I had the uh, Nitro and the E-Buggy. Um, the cars themselves were good. Like they were they, amazing. Yeah. but They the fit my, tri- my driving style <laughs> so well. They were good. They were fragile. Yeah, uh, the fragile is not understatement. Yeah. I, uh, I remember one day I was at a race at uh, Blake Pickett's dad's track back when he had a track during one of... Brandon Melton's, it wasn't the T-Sock series that he had just gotten rid of a couple years ago, but it was the one he did before that, and I forget the name of it. But I was up doing this race in this series, and they, the pickets reversed the, the layout for this race because it had been in for a while, so they just made a couple changes, kept the pipe down, whatever. Well, on the back straightaway where I could not see the way that the pipe was, it was slip fit pipe. Yeah. So I would hit the pipe where the, the connector was and it would just snap a right front off. Yeah. I did four in one day. Mm-hmm. That one was, fucking day. Literally me at hot rods, dude. Like I'm telling you, I would, I'd grease a jump dude. And I'd land and that front arm would be like behind the rear wheel. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. You know, like, dude, it was to the point where the plastic was so stripped out because I was constantly taking screws in and out. Right. Like every 30 minutes. too. Right. Like, I didn't even really give it time to cool off. Yeah. You're just like constantly, you know, you know, I was so good with that car. Like that was I, pro- as far as results go. I did the best I ever did in RC with those cars. I can't say because it, it was the first it was really just like the first thing I've ever driven. But I did know they drove pretty good like at the time. As I like got to experience other cars and stuff, and for how inexperienced of a driver I was, I didn't know they were pretty capable. Yeah, but well, people tell me though that like y'all's car, maybe not the very new parts or the newest car that's coming out, but the one you've been driving for the longest time, the HP car, like the eighteen or the nineteen the RS and whatever, yeah. is really based off of or very similar to the way that that TKI nine TKI ten drove. I could see it, yeah. I mean, like, the 19RS is just one of those cars that's so stable and easy. It's, like, it's honestly foolproof. Like, you could put any setup on that thing with any – I'm talking, like, just anything. I mean, you don't even have to check the drooper right hand on that thing, and you'll still be pretty confident you're going to do good. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could literally pick up that thing and just put tires on it and go drop it down in a race, and I'd still do pretty good. Sure. It – that car is, I think, still one of the the best cars on the market just for, I mean, not even just a pro driver, just a, especially the average driver. Right. It's just, like, so comfortable and easy and stable. Like, it's cool. I mean, our new stuff's good, too. I think the new car is just as capable, honestly. Like, for sure, on the high bite stuff, it's it'll blow that thing. It blows the 19RS out of the water. Like, corner speed. It, it, it just has a ton of speed. Yeah. Uh, we've gotten it pretty good on the rough stuff. I. I don't know. I think they're both really good, honestly. The new car, I think it will just get, obviously, it's just going to get better. Yeah. Like anything that gets released, you have to work out the bugs, you know? Of course. I mean. I wonder what next weekend's going to be like at Nationals because there's going to be a lot of entries on, or a lot of time on the track. The track probably be held together pretty good, but in Roar's fashion, you're not really supposed to touch the track. Yeah. So... 
I could see I'm like, hoping that it's like got some character but high bite also. So like you have to, you know. I think our car, like I think that like the new HB car, like with all the new parts, will be like one of, if not the, the best car on the track. And I'm not being biased because I run that car. I'm just talking in terms of cars. I think it'll be one of the best, like if not the best. It just has that like natural like. It like does this thing when you turn it and like give it gas. It's like it's like almost like you have like a rope on the front of it and somebody's like pulling you out of a turn. It's just so freaking fast. Nice. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see how I do. I'm obviously excited to see how Cole does because you know he's Cole and Mason and Pavitas, like everybody. You know, I think we'll all do pretty good. Fee. 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 Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he's Mason and and, and his brother and and Fee. Um, those three kids. I mean, there's a lot of kids right now that no, are no. They're all. I mean, most kids are pretty quick. I mean, the fours like. I mean, we know Mason's kid. I think Caden is like one of the most like slept on like drivers. Like Caden's just so like yeah, whatever. Like everybody tells me that he's better than Mason, but he don't care. I Mason think, cares. I think Kaden he could. Does. I mean, to me, they both really like. They're just so like nonchalant. Like I know, I know they care. I know Mason cares more than. Caden, but like every time I talk to Mason, he's like, "Yeah, yeah." But that that whole family is just so cool. They're just so chill, so cool, man. They're so freaking rad. Like Mike, dude. Mike I is love like, Mike. <laughs> dude. Mike just makes me like. Whenever I'm having a bad day, I'm like, "Damn, dude, I really wish like I could Such talk a to trip, Mike right dude. now." Yeah, he is so funny, man. Like Are we you? had like in Spain, dude. Like we were playing ping pong, and like you would think like all the kids would just be like super into it, and then we were, and then there's Mike. And Mike is just like super into this ping pong, like, yeah. and he's destroying all of us. You know, I think Mason was the best. Mason and Pavitas, those two going at it in Spain, yeah, on the ping pong table. It was. Just I spent like, the last night with them. Um, me and TJ, we drove over there after um, I the do, final night. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, you were there. Yeah, you were there. staying there, right? Yeah. Okay, but we played ping pong that night, and uh, it got pretty serious for a little bit. Serious, you know. Yeah. Um, that was the night that Cole uh, took that rental car through the gate and with me passenger. Yeah, yeah. He's like, dude, I almost fucking totaled the rental car. I was like, almost doesn't count, bitch. Yeah, exactly. you either total it or you don't. He didn't total it. <laughs> it was actually far from totaled, honestly. It was like barely even. The bumper was like barely even. Uh, I mean, like Cole and me and half of everybody else were super big over exaggerators. Yeah, I'm not one to talk. I'm like the biggest over exaggerator. So this but. podcast is going to come out today is uh, Wednesday the 24th. This podcast is probably going to go to the public on Monday the whatever it is 30th or something. I want to say right. I think it's the 29th. Okay, so yeah. it's going to go. So, but the reason why I'm bringing that up is because it's going to go to the point where I can we can get some messages going back and forth on YouTube and whatnot. So I'm staying with Cole. Cody Thompson, TJ, Daniel, and Lucas at Nationals. At Nationals, uh-huh. and in the same um, Airbnb complex, there's also both S Works at Airbnbs, I and think then Techno. Techno, well. at least I don't know how many Techno, but I know like Mans and some of the Techno guys are in one Airbnb, and there could be some that I don't know about yet. However, the I mean, I might be in that same. I don't even know. Like, Pavita sent me the screenshot of what he booked, but I, I don't know what's what. Right. So I could be there as well. But we're going to be partying like crazy. So I'm issuing a challenge to all you guys that are watching, listening to this, to get on YouTube and go in there and post what you want to see videos of 
um, of our stay together. Lucas is actually documenting the entire week. He's going to be following around Camden, um, Cole, Camden Lime, Cole Ogden, Seth Van Dalen, Dakota Finn. He's doing a documentary on them for that, the whole Nationals week. So, uh, but we're going to be capturing a lot of good video. I'm probably going to have my phone in the hand doing some, uh, some reels and uh, shorts. So if you guys, my challenge to you is post in the comments what you want to see, and I'll see if I can make it happen. No, we'll make it happen. <laughs> we'll make it happen. We're not, we're not going to have all the members of the butt guns there. Uh, we'll have three. We'll have everybody but Chase. Everyone but Chase. So maybe we can do so some riffing. We can we can do a little bit of riffing. We can we can like maybe give you guys a couple teasers of what we've been working on. Yeah, behind the scenes. Yeah, I'll talk to Chase. Maybe he can send us some new lyrics to uh, one of our new new releases we're about to drop. We'll just play "I Miss You" by Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, that'll we'll just do it as the Butt Guns. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we'll yeah, do yeah. It as us, but it will just be that song. All right. Just or to irritate Maybe you. What's My Age Again? Because I, I think What's like, My Age Again is a banger I, song. I think that'll fit the mood real well. I just like I Miss You when Tom sings, you know? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. We can <laughs> we can figure it out. It's we'll figure it out. It's going to be a party. It's going to be a good one. I mean, I'll be in the mix with all the guys, whether I stay in the same facility or not. I'll definitely be over there. Do you remember last year at Nats, um, Tommy Hines getting ejected? <laughs> it's the first time i met that i first and only time i met him oh tommy's awesome dude but he's a freaking rad guy oh he's so awesome so tommy when i met him the first time he actually came for either ins or a masters at my shop and he wasn't cowboy up yet tommy wasn't what he is today but i love tommy the way he is today and last year, when Jeff Parker tried to throw his ass out, fuck you, Jeff Parker. I don't know who you are, but fuck you. Yeah, he's he's a douche. <laughs> so Jeff Parker tried to throw him out because Spencer brought him a full Bud or a Coors Light while he was marshalling during warmups. Well, I do remember all this. I just can't put a face on the name. That's what I'm saying. Like, right on this guy that we're talking of Jeff about. Parker. Yeah, yeah, fuck him. But Tommy. So we. This is how dumb Jeff Parker is. Let's just let's let's explain this real quick because he gets brought up at every podcast because he's that fucking stupid okay let's check it out so spencer tommy gets done running his qualifier so he goes to marshall sits down at a bucket i remember this is spencer being the boy he is heckert brings him out of blue mountain mm -hmm. freezing cold blue mountain tommy shotguns that motherfucker on the bucket out on the track Jeff Parker comes, tells, boots him out, tells him he's ejected from the event. So Tommy leaves the track, goes to his pits, x-ray pits now, Gord, Ty, Souza, yeah. Chicarelli, yeah. all of them, right? And they're all underneath the tent, and, and, and he's just kind of like, Tommy's kind of like, whatever. Well, the problem was, for us, S-Works guys, they were booting Spencer for bringing the beer as well. As well. Oh, my God. So Tim goes in politics. Not only is it his track, but it's one of his drivers and whatever. And he's obviously Tim's probably five tranny fluids in, at least at For this sure, time. Yeah. Maybe ten tranny no, fluids. Probably, in. I mean, if we're talking Tim, it's definitely like a case. Yeah, he's he's, he's, case in. In. he's in. He's you in. He's in for sure. So he goes to Jeff Parker and and, and it's pleading with him, like, "Come on, man! They're you know these guys are just having a good time and." And Jeff Parker's like, well, he probably wouldn't have kicked him out, but he was on video and blah, blah, blah. And, and 
Tim's like, no one, and we don't no want, one cares. Yeah, we don't want the government to see. And yeah, all. Tim's like, no one, no one cares. And he's uh, so Jeff Parker's like, all right, give me a minute, to think about this. So Jeff Parker comes over to them, gets them together, and says, "I'm not going to kick you out, but we're going to take away your worst run." Your worst run or your best run? Your worst run. Okay. I digress. What? <laughs> Literally, dude, was about to boot him, but instead yeah. the consolation was, you can stay, but we're going to get rid of your worst run. Well, I mean, isn't that just like a win-win? Yes. Oh, so this is like why we're talking like this guy's literally retarded. Yes. Okay. I mean, clearly I'm retired because it went right over my head. Too. <laughs> but the and fact like, was, is like, that's what he decided on. He came up with all, he's trying to figure out. He's like, okay, you can stay, but we're going to get rid of your worst run. Like, yeah, I, you guys, yeah. that we can't have you, you know, we got to penalize you somehow. Yeah. Like we need to have you do good. Right. Yeah. So in a qual point situation where your worst run gets booted anyways. Yeah. Nothing happens. We all laugh so hard, man. We were down in the pits. He was you like, would have thought he we was were like all dead serious. Oh yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent serious. My God. But anyway, Trace, um, Tommy. I always think Tracy Hines, uh, but Tommy, dude, he's a uh, he's a trip, man. Dude, he is a trip. He's freaking rad. He would be a great, great guy to have on the butt guns. He just works too much. Yeah, I'd say him and Chase attend about the same races. Yeah. Tommy won't attend a race unless it's there in Arizona. Yeah. He used to be so good. He's still pretty good. Better than me when he doesn't race. He's still pretty good. Yeah. You all right over there? Oh, there's only one left. So, I mean, go for it. Maybe split it in half. Walker brought his uh, his little puppy, I brought my little Winston. Dog. And he is... Uh, He's pretty good for the most part, but yeah. he's over there chewing on the cage. Cole brought his dog when we did um, his podcast. and I'm trying to get my dog as good as Cole's dog. Cole's dog is good. Yeah, a good dog. Servo's awesome. Until he runs out the door. Lola's the same. Lola's so awesome. I left her at my mother-in-law's today because I knew we were doing this. I think this one will be just as good. He's just super young still. I mean, the dog is only like five and a half, six months. Is he full blood? Yeah, he's shepherd. He's purebred for sure. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Pretty dog. Yeah, he's a, actually a very beautiful dog. Yeah. yeah. So you um, kind of switching gears here, staying on racing, but uh, you made your first pro main this year. I did. Big, big one. The one that I've always wanted to make. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did make the DNC A main. Did I drive good in the DNC A main? Fuck no. No, not a bit. All that matters is that you make the main. But you made it out of the fucking qualies you didn't make it in out of a B year i think i made it like straight into the after the first qualifier i yeah. think that's what because after the first qualifier, it was like you made the main i didn't really know i still honestly for everyone out there i don't know how the fuck qual points work still till this day i i don't know how half these races score your positions in the mains i always ask ryan or tj or dan i'm like i don't know what this means but anyways i was fifth overall i think first round so that like secured me a spot in the main i was stoked dude i was on cloud nine yeah because that's like the whole reason i went i mean obviously that's the whole reason you go there you go there to win right but like realistic expectations is i want to just make the main and i made the main and i was stoked and i really wanted to drive good in the main but <laughs> shit i sucked well you start somewhere it's cool 
It's you know, cool. like once you've done one, now you know you know how to do it again. Well, yeah, like it was a good time. Like it was it was experience. It was a good experience. Like I'm a clean racer, but like it. At least we got to race at DNC, but like on a track that small in a main event like that, it's like, you know, you make a couple mistakes and then next thing you know, like there's Fenn, there's Mayfield, and then you let them by and then you're like, okay, I'll just trouble. Oh shit, there's Rivkin and Cav and Tebow, you know, so then, and then you let them by and then two seconds later it's Mayfield and Fenn again. You know? Yeah. So it was just like a continuous process of letting the leaders by. But like I still had a good time. It was a long race. Everybody's watching. Like it's cool just to even see your car in the main. You Absolutely, it's pretty rad. And the cool thing about that race was everybody finished. Nobody flamed out. Nobody broke. So that was impressive. Yeah. But um, after that race, I made the PMB buggy, hey man, and the PMB truck, hey man. So that was cool. It was kind of like okay, like I'm starting to get there. Yeah. The yeah. PMB buggy main. It, that's a big one. That was a big one too. Yeah, we just did pretty good in qualifying and stuff. It was, it was a good time. Tell me, tell me your thoughts of DNC. You just said like at least we got the race, right? That that's literally my whole thoughts on DNC. Like anybody can talk shit about like the small track, and you can say whatever you want about if it was on the big track, it, if we didn't race on the. Like, dude, can you imagine if we literally just did seating one, that practice one day and they determined the winner? It'd have been the worst case scenario. It would have been the worst race of your life because not only for the people that live there, okay, luckily for you, you live there. Yeah. But I understand now because... 3,000 miles for us. I, yeah, I get it now because I travel now, like yeah. being out here. So like, yeah, that would have sucked. And then it would especially suck for the guys coming overseas. Right. Like, so yeah, like at least we got to race. Like, dude, realistically, like I know a lot of track owners work hard. Like all of them work hard. But like Joey and Aaron, those guys bust their ass, dude. Like... They literally were like, shit, we got to build another track for these guys. You know? well, most most track builder, owner, or track guys, it's their second thing. Or they help out to, to, to keep it running. Joey should be a badass. That is what he does for a living. I mean, he is a badass. No, I, I know. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I'm not talking. No, I know. Yeah. Joey's my boy. I'm not talking poorly. I'm just saying, like, there's a difference of, like, me owning the Badlands even though it's my life, that the Badlands isn't what makes me money. Yeah. The the dirt is what makes Joey his living. Correct. Like it has to be badass. Yeah. And he's and he's done an amazing job building a brand oh, sure. and these these three or four races a year that are big. Like kudos to him. I'm I'm a capitalist to the fullest. Like, yeah. Go and get it. Make as much as you can. I don't hate. No. I would have sure. been very, very bummed and very disappointed in their efforts had they not done the track. Yeah, because that's not like a, that's not like something Joey would have done. You know, if, like yeah, what they did this year is what they do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they, I mean, dude, they, these guys whipped up. First off, that's an on-road track. For those who don't know that that covered area that we did race on, that's like Brian Wright's on-road track. And next thing you know, on-road track's gone. Dirt's being moved in. Him. I th uh, Westergaard too. That's yep. another guy we leave out. Like Westergaard, uh, dude. Like, I love him, man. Yeah, thank you, Anthony, because this He's guy stuck. busts his ass too, just as hard as Joey and Aaron and all these other guys. Yep. But anyway, so Westergaard was moving dirt most of the day, actually, as we were racing, uh, practicing on the big track or qualifying or whatever. Yep. Um, and then Joey and Aaron and Anthony, and then they got a few helpers like at night. And dude, these guys whipped up a track like it was nothing. Yeah. Next thing you know, we're all racing. Yep. I was stoked on the small track idea because what does it revert back to? Hot rods. Not only that, 
any racing series in the world, you're going to go from one extreme to another. Like, for instance, NASCAR will go from Daytona to Martinsville, two and a half mile to a half mile. Yep. Like, yeah, it was small and it was crazy. I think it took more skill to drive that track, though, honestly. Like, it was, like, just so small and, like, you had to literally, like, tiptoe out of the corners because there were just these holes in your car. Dude, the elements. That's what I'm saying. For instance, like, I sat and watched 45 minutes of truck and and buggy pro A mains watching those guys hardly blink, run 150 (laughs) laps in 45 minutes, freezing cold weather dude free i'm yeah we're freezing freezing like you think california southern california you don't think free dude it with the wind and the the blowing rain and stuff socal in the winter time is freezing for those who don't know it's freezing like i would be standing there in a heated jacket with my hands in my heated pockets watching this race still cold yet dakota and mans and all those guys up there with their hands out in the in the elements their eyes not, you know, like it's just brutal. I mean, you don't brutal. really think about it when you're zoned in like that. But like when you start to like get out of that zone, even for a second, then you start thinking my hands hurt. Yeah. My eyes, I can't like it's just like and pit stops way. are only two or three seconds. You don't have a lot of time. Like you no. can't shake it off. Not at their level. No, there's you zero know? time. Like, yeah, you got a good pit guy down there. Like, OK, if you flame out, maybe that's a benefit because you're like, shit, thank God. Yeah, you breathe and <laughs> shake. Yeah. But yeah, but no, like, I mean, we're talking like your car comes in. It's filled. It's, it's dropped. Yeah. Like you have enough time to literally just say what i just said and you're out yeah you're like come in fill up drop i think that was what was most impressive to me is that they could keep concentration for 45 minutes like that and in those elements still perform at the same level as if it was hot in and big track it's i mean it's a lot more than just driving you know like it's a lot more than just being able to drive a car like also in these conditions too like yeah most these people aren't thinking like the average person isn't thinking about your hands being literally frozen yeah or i mean yeah you can get one of those bags or you can put gloves on you know like you can do there's preventable ways but still like it's still freezing outside yeah everybody's bodies handle everything differently if you're like me who has a ton of metal throughout his body like everything starts to cramp up when it's cold like a lot of guys know how it is there's a lot of guys who've broken tons of stuff racing you yeah know? dirt bikes and they all do rc absolutely so it affects you for sure and definitely paris when it's cold yeah it could be it could be 20 it gets windy out there dude and yeah yeah, so i mean kudos to joey and them and you know i was i was stoked for you i remember uh, one of my favorite moments was when you me and reese and i think romanic were all in your trailer and we were dancing yeah yeah we're having a good time making drinks and stuff yeah we had a dance party and yeah we went on your live for a little bit Yeah. yeah those are the like Honestly, it was the most miserable race I've ever been to in my life. <laughs> I could, but it was some of the most fun I've had. In a, at you a just learn to make the best of the situations. I mean, as long as you have all your friends there, it's a great time, no matter what. I mean, we always have a good time. I mean, yeah, there's a bunch of shit that went down that weekend, you know, like yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. I don't like I don't like any of the bad stuff because no. I'm a lover. You know, I'm a. I mean, I am too. At the end of the day, you know. I know you are. You're like one of the kindest, nicest people I've ever met at the track. Well, thank you. Honestly, I appreciate and it. yeah. The one thing people, you know, and that's 
one of the reasons like I'm glad that you're doing this is because not a lot of people really know who you are. Yeah. No, and it's fine. I don't really I don't need everybody to know who I am. Then there's a lot of people but that they have should the- know who you are because you are one of the good ones. Like you're the guy that will put your stuff down to help people. You're the guy that doesn't have bad things to say. No. You're, you know, like you're just kind and always positive outlook. And that's one of the reasons why I gravitate to you and why I like you so much. Cause you're just not a guy that just is looking for an excuse. No, you yeah, know what I mean? No, I appreciate it for sure. Those are super kind words, but yeah, I definitely like, I've always helped others. All, like, especially like just, we're just talking RC. Like I've always like, put my stuff down if somebody needs help and stuff. And like, I mean, people get upset. They're like, you're like, you need to focus on your racing, you know? And I'm like, no, like, dude, I just want to, who cares? Yeah. It's like, we have so much time, dude. Like I don't need the two hours to work on my car. Like I would rather fuck off with friends and help people and like scramble for the last 10 minutes. I'm the same way. Like it's just so much more enjoyable Yeah. because if you're constantly head in wrenches 24 seven and then you do bad, well, it really sucks. But when you, like, make the most of your race weekend, hanging out, fucking off, you know, and still racing pro, and, like, either you do good or bad, it's it's pr- still rewarding. Yeah. Even if you do bad, because you're like, well, I wasn't at my pit table every freaking day. Yeah. Every hour. Well, you can fabricate an excuse, but it's still in the same token. You're not doing this for a paycheck. Yeah, Like, no. you said it earlier. Like, this all comes out of your it's pocket. All so 100% you're, comes you out need out to pocket. enjoy your hobby. Yeah. You're spending a lot of money, a lot of your lifetime to be there. And if you're not enjoying it, why do it? Exactly. No, that's exactly what I mean. Like, yeah, It could like, be different if you were, like, if you had the weight on your shoulders of paid and, like, your results, rec- you know, I mean, yeah, if this dictate was, your how much you get paid or whatever. For sure. Obviously, like, if I was getting paid or if this, let's just say this was my job, I would treat it like a job. Yeah, I'd be practicing three times a week and working on setup and this and that, you know, I still do a good amount as it is without being paid, but I'm just saying like, it would be a little different. I still don't think I would still lose that like helpful mentality, but it would just have to be like a little bit put on halt. Like, yeah, you know, some guy comes up before my race, like I'm going to have to shoot you away, but I don't, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's he getting a little ants. Oh, we've got people outside. Yeah, male guy, yeah. So we're at, uh, we at, we're at my <laughs> studio <laughs> We got uh, somebody, uh, we might edit this part out, I don't know. We probably will. I can go calm them down. All right, we're going to take a little quick break. (laughs) All right. So we were talking about uh, before our break we were talking about uh, being a pro and uh helping people and and all pros, that but pros help people yeah oh. they do yeah most of the time most of them do there's I, there's definitely there's more good ones than there are bad ones for sure i agree with that yeah there's actually a lot of good pros for sure i mean like if you come scrambling to a pro's table i'm talking like five minutes before the race most of the time they will turn you down but like if you need your motor tuned or something like, I mean, I'll sit there and wrench on some guy's car all day Yeah. before I wrench on my own for sure. Yeah. It's just enjoyable. Like I do remember PNB. I met a couple guys. I don't remember their names off the top of my head, but you'll know who you are. Um, they were like, they're like, Hey, can you help me too much? Well, first off, 
they were tuning their motor right outside our pit. Like Ryan's like So you're hearing the it's like, bah, bah. <laughs> no, honestly, it was so rich, dude. It was like literally like like it literally wasn't even like it wasn't even a good tune. But they literally I just kept watching the screwdriver movements get progressively richer and richer. And I'm like, shit, I'm just gonna go over there. Like the faster I step in, the faster we can just Everybody will be a, Yeah, they'll have a good tune. They'll go have a good race. They'll be out of here, you know. Like anyway, so I went over there helping them tune. I literally got in there, dude. I think I turned like the low speed needle like two whole turns lean. Oh my gosh. And it was like almost perfect. It was actually still rich. But anyways, I got in there, dude. I just leaned out all the needles and we got them on a good tune. It was a pretty proper tune. And they're like, How'd you do that? And I'm like, Oh, like most of the time it's too rich. Like most people just think it's too lean because they're like almost afraid of hearing the engine rev up because they think it's going to blow up or something, you know? But I taught them how I tune and stuff and what I listen for and stuff. And they're like, oh, like, what was your name? And I was like, oh, it's, it's Walker. And they're like, what's your last name? I'm like, Spinrad. And they're like, Spinrad? They're like, we know who you are. I'm like, oh, well, good to meet you guys. Like, dude, they were all stoked. And like, that's the stuff that makes you like, feel good about yourself. And yeah. that's the stuff that makes you want to keep helping people. Absolutely. You know, like when they know who you are, but they don't know who you are, you know, like it's, it's pretty cool. Like, and, uh, we were pretty good friends all weekend. Actually. I can't, you, you don't remember who they were. Mm, I do. If I go through my Facebook messages, um, the, uh, the reason why I asked that is because I get that a lot. I get that a lot where people, don't know who I am until, until you know, they, they hear find your out name or something. Yeah. But I, speaking of names, when was, uh, is it April? Okay. First weekend of April. Okay. Your, your name has got to be the coolest name in RC. Like shout out to the Spinrad family. I definitely agree. Shout out to the Spinrad family. Like, thank you. I get it a lot, but truly, like, I always look back and I'm like, Spinrad? Like, besides Walker, but, like, Spinrad? That's just a cool a name. That's a sick-ass name. So, do you have any siblings? I do. I have, uh, I have a sister. I have a younger sister a younger brother. My brother is 22. What are their names? Wyatt and Shelby. So, it's Walker, it's st Wyatt. Still cool. Like, they go well together. Like, <laughs> fuck, your parents were on it. Shelby Spinrad, Wyatt Spinrad, Walker Spinrad, and then my dad, Greg, and mom, Shannon. So... Spinrad, what is that like derivative of like a, I don't know, Ireland or Scotland or Russia? I mean, I or? am Irish. I am Irish. Um, I don't know like where, I honestly don't know like how it's originated or where it like originated from. But like. We need to look that up. Robert, look that up. Look, look up where up. Uh, Spinrad, the last name, surname came from. Um, The main guy, his name's Robbie Smith. Robbie Smith, mm. you're a cool dude, bro. We had a good time out at PMB. Good. Yeah, it's super cool. You can also always, uh, being that you're a Drake engine guy, you can always uh, refer them to his YouTube channel to where he teaches. I actually did. That's, that's a good point, but I did actually refer him to Drake. There's um, that, and then also, believe it or not, excuse me, it's whether this is like Fupa or just you know something that I got to do, but JQ's book really helps with that as well i mean no the guy knows what he's doing for sure like yeah. it sucks like i'd love to have him on here soon if he ever comes back to america 
I mean, he shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, you always talk shit on Americans and stuff, but it's like this is the one country that will just accept anybody. Like, yeah, no it's what. weird. They wouldn't accept us, probably. Like, you know Bastards. what you're doing. Like, JQ, you do know what you're doing. Like, you are a smart individual. It sucks. Like, you're pretty fucked up in the head, but yeah. I think he does it to get a rise out of people. I think that's true. Like, you got a rise out of me. I mean, I do kind of enjoy it. Like, it's cool. Yeah. But, like, but there comes you, a tipping point. But, like, when you can't admit that you're the problem, even if you're not always the problem, but, like, it, it, the fact that you just can't admit, like, you did something wrong yeah. is incredible. But Yeah. No, we won't get off on that because we can go an entire show talking about um, yeah, yeah. the village nah. idiot. No, no, yeah, we won't get on that tangent at all. Spinran <laughs> looks to be British in uh, Ireland. It's I can, British and Irish. It makes sense to me. Yeah, I've been over there, and uh, I could see a Spinrad being a English name. I might run into one, maybe. That'd be rad. We ought to make like a beach RC like Ireland trip. Yeah, like me, you, Cole, and Evan, and chase like well it's not far off to think that there will be a race there eventually that we all want to or need to go to you know can you imagine if we just run into a shit ton of spin rads you fucking sick like what's your name they're like oh i'm so ever spin rad and you're like yeah what the fuck so i i tried looking up my last name and um finding you know like i know that my my dad is from it's a scottish derivative densford But so I started looking on Facebook. I just typed in Densford. You know, how many Densfords are on Facebook or yeah. whatever? And there was like four. In and existence. I was like, well, at least that those four guys. And one of them is like a freaking, uh, like a, a federal judge. Really? Yeah. Well, I guess he can get out of some shit. If he <laughs> no, we don't know each other. Just <laughs> unless he's just like, well, you're one of only a few. I'm gonna hook you up. But. Yeah, he's like, you know, you you got good taste. I ain't trying to get in any trouble. I need a federal judge, but you know, hey, you never know. Stuff happens, you know. Who knows? Especially on trips to California or Bike Week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't twerking. Hell twerking no. ain't working for me, boy. No, I don't got enough ace for that. Mm-mm. No, so know, maybe a trip to Cali. I don't know. You call someone by the wrong name or something, you'll be in jail or something. Yeah. So a lot of people might not know this about you that, um, and I know the people in Racecraft know, but like you're the you have a 3D printing farm that you do all the 3D printing right now for Racecraft and maybe I, other people. Or I don't do. I only do the flock foil and mega foils for Racecraft. Okay. The you know the G box and all the other stuff that's they have another guy for that okay but anyways i do do all the flock foils and mega foils for racecraft i do everything on jt bearing co um what do you mean everything what do, what do you do for him like he's i got mean 3D all the 3d printed, so. all the 3d printed stuff gotcha i mean um i do a bunch of graphic design for tyler like i did his new promotion logo um that's sick it's a good logo. I like it. Yeah, I like help. Uh, like Jenny will send me stuff, like dimensions for banners, and I'll kind of like fix up the files for her to send to the banner guy. Excuse me. Um, yeah, uh, we're working on some new stuff with Racecraft. Though. I won't mention what it is, but it will be here shortly. And I think it'll be another hit product, like the flock foil and mega foil. Good. Should be pretty cool. Bitching. I can't believe how good the flock foil and mega foils have i mean just the flock foils in general how those took off i showed up 
to Palm Desert RC JBRL. And Chase was like, this is like. Put a mingo on it. Yeah. He was like, literally put a flamingo on it. We'll sell them. I'm like, okay, cool. I, I didn't think anything of it. Like, I wasn't looking to make any money or not a ton of money. It's just a hobby for you at that point. You were just making your own stuff. Yeah. Like, I've always wanted to turn it into, like, passive income. Like, just start printing stuff or start, like, an Etsy shop and just sell dumb stuff. But anyways, yeah, like, the flock photos, they took off pretty good. And they still, like, it's cool when you go to the races and you see every car has them on like literally almost yeah. every car it's has very popular product yeah and, and they're just, in every color i think that's what really makes it good is that it can match almost everybody's paint scheme with one of the colors literally we're fixing the pink um the pink started off good and it seems like the later batches i've gotten have turned more into like a reddish pink so Did you change the filament yeah we're gonna like we're trying to get like that like that flow pink you know so we'll, uh, I think the new pink in the flock foil and mega foil will be like a nice poppy hot pink. It started off with like this weird, the filament roll was actually flow pink. And then it printed and it was like this baby pink. Well, we sold a bunch of them still. And then I switched up the filament and then the first round was epic. And then I got another roll and it seemed like quality control with that company or something. So me and Chase have been talking and I just found some nice flow pink filament. So I think I think pink will be finally settled on. Good. It'll just be pink. Yeah. I'm a I'm fluorescent yellow. I mean I'm blue. walker I'm walker white all the way. Yeah. Walker white and pink and yellow. I mean white and yellow is definitely the the wave. Yeah. It seems like white, yellow, black, and pink are like the hot sellers, but I think white and yellow are like the most common. For me, putting a black one on black plastics just doesn't do it. I like the black one is by far the sickest and cleanest looking one. Yeah. But you I don't just, really know anything's there on most that's cars. That's only downside. Like I do love it. I think the new gray is pretty epic. Yeah, it's pretty the new gray is pretty epic. I mean, teachers don't. There's a lot of people that like the black one. Yeah. I love the black one, but sure. the whole reason I made them was to. I was, you know, you always got like those Lexan nose cones that came with your body and they're sick, but they literally last like two minutes before they break off. Yeah. And dude, I literally would show up to every race without a nose cone on or something in the front. And that's why I pretty much drew up this wing. Yeah. I mean, we've gotten a lot of like, we've gotten a lot of things like saying it's copied or whatever, but like, you know, if you guys want to see the files and the artwork and the whole design, like hit me up, I'll show you. I made it from scratch. <sighs> I was copied a couple times already this year. Products that were proprietary to Assault RC. Yeah. I, I mean, unfortunately, at this point, you have to chalk it up to like a a compliment. No, it is a compliment for sure. You know, it's for sure a compliment. I'm not, it's not like, it's not rocket science. I didn't no. like invent something insane. Like it, anyone that has, like anyone that has a good amount of cat experience could draw it up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I also think that there's only so many ways you can do things. There is only so many so ways there's, you can do things. If you're going to copy it and not change it, that's a copy. If you're going to copy it and change it and make it better, like I've always been under the firm belief like, okay, for instance, when we made the tire jig, I didn't design the tire jig, okay? Our gluing jig is by far the best Still one on the, the market. One, yeah. Okay. Now the the reason it's the best is because of how it fillets and opens up the the bead evenly on on the turntable. Yeah. 
And so when my buddy who actually designed it came to me, it was actually a, a threaded. You had to screw the whole top down. Which is cool until you have to get it off and like wipe it and stuff. You know? it, well, it just took too long. That's like, what I'm saying. You know what yeah. I mean? It just took yeah. so, so much time. And I and we we sat down. He's like, "What do you think of this?" And I was like, "Well, how about something with a quarter turn cam lock to where?" And, and and that's how it all kind of derived. And he did the changes, and then we did like a licensing deal, and you know, and it's done very well. Well, there's a new one out there right now that. It's pretty much. It doesn't look exactly the same, but it's it's a direct copy. The one copy. that like has just been released. Yeah, yeah, with like all the like fins at the bottom and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and it's got the. Uh, and and I'm not. This is not me talking bad about it. I've not used one. Yeah, it, it's a copy of ours. We it definitely we is. came it to market a, with it. it. Lock and but the the fact is, is I don't feel like they did anything to change it to make it better. No, I don't either. They changed the way it looks a little bit, you know, so it's not full as much 3D printing as what we've got. Maybe it down the time of the prints, whatever. Um, but it, it didn't make it better. And, yeah. and so, like, if you're going to copy it or if, if this is the, the, the base of what you're trying to build something off of and you're like, man, this would be so much better if it had, and then you do that, yeah, that's one thing. But just to make one that that does the same thing, make it look a little different. That's that's still copying it, even though it might be ten or twenty percent different, as far as like copyright or trademark or anything like that. You know? Yeah, no. But I mean, if it just does the same functionality with no major improvement, then yeah, I agree. it well, is copy. As far as like nose wings and stuff like that, what can you do? How many more? I, I totally agree. Can you do? No, you know I mean, what I mean? Yours fits perfectly down in to the noses, like in the. Uh, I think it's the best thought out one i think it's the most universal yeah wing like it truly is it does fit on every car like yeah some cars need like a little help but it still works you know what i'm saying like you can literally fit it on every car yeah like at least we we've i think we've literally fitted on every car like besides maybe like a serpent i don't know but i know every other car on the market it fits yeah it fits super good on the hb because that's what i run Obviously, that's the first thing I just. They fit around. perfect on S Works. They fit absolutely perfect on a Mugen and S Works as well. Yeah, um, I think WRC they fit absolutely perfect too. Techno they fit good. You have to space them out a little bit. I think like two mil off the tower. Um, the AE one, their new gearboxes like on the newest car, it makes it the, it makes it stick out a little bit past the bumper. Mm. That's the only. I feel like that's the only car that just needs like. If maybe we did like a special edition one for the like, AE cars, yeah, where it's just like inset it. I've actually gotten a lot of inquiries about it, so maybe I'll just do it. We'll see. Wouldn't hurt. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, I mean, I, I that's what's so awesome about three D printing is like anybody with an idea can actually make something. Well, it's just so cost effective. Like you can get a roll of filament, just basic PLA or PET G for thirty bucks. Yeah, know? and print a ton of shit. A ton of stuff. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, like you don't have to do all this digital manufacturing stuff like and the cool thing is that you can waste all this filament trying to perfect a part and then send it off to machine work sure you know i mean that's the beauty of i mean that's I, I assume that's really where the 3d printers came from was prototyping. Well, it's like prototype stuff yeah for sure yeah. that's literally like who wants to go out and spend a ton of money doing cnc work just to have it not fit absolutely and then maybe you have to do it two or three or ten more times yeah you know that's no the it, it changed the world on how we make stuff yeah for sure I, I come from manufacturing before this and, and if I would have had 3D printing back when I was manufacturing, yeah, it would have changed the game for us. I learned to appreciate it a lot since I started. Yeah. I wish I had more time to play with files. Like it like for instance, our body hangers that I was showing you, 
Um, I, I can design that. I, I have the, I mean, I'm graphically, yeah. I, I've been graphic designing for 20 years. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the only degree I have in all my education is graphic design. I, I didn't graduate high school. <laughs> so for me, I know if I sat down and worked with a CAD program, I could whip up anything we see. Cause I just, yeah, like I understand if you, it. If you like, yeah, if you really, I understand it. I understand the tools. I understand how to measure stuff. I understand how everything works. It really is. I just like, don't have time. Yeah. It really is. Like most of it is seriously like common sense almost like you're just taking a two dimensional file and then making it three dimensional. Right. And then from there you do your cuts and your add ons and stuff. Well, that specific file for the body hangers, which are going to be released on assaultrc.com next week. They, I sent an idea to Billy Fisher. That guy's pretty good too. And I was like, Billy, I got this idea. I drew it on paper and he sent me two different designs, one which we didn't go with. And there was this one. And, uh, but the, this is what I'm getting at is he sent me a file that sends like that because they're small. And I test printed it. It didn't, you know, I was like, oh, we got to change something. Send it back. To, he yeah, made, that's what like, I'm saying. Bang. It could be like within hours yeah, instead it, of we, within Days weeks or weeks. Or, yeah, even a month. Yeah. yeah. And so we got to knock all that out within a day. And I was printing body hangers. Billy Fisher, I didn't even know like he did any of this until he released that badass screwdriver. It's the best screwdriver. I still don't even have one, but I need to get one from him. Because yeah. that thing is bitching. It's yeah. pretty sick. Yeah, he... uh he gave me the, me and Adam the homie hookup. Um, he made ours out of uh, blue carbon, where everyone else's is black carbon. Yeah. I think he gave Joe and Spencer red carbon. Um, but he said he'll never make another blue or red one. So if if ours ever gets stolen, I might we'll uh, know who the fuck it who's got it because there's no way they got it from uh, Billy. Uh, Billy, I'll send you pink carbon. I will physically buy the roll of filament. And you can have it. Just it's not filament. It's um, they're actually carbon fiber tubes. Really? Yeah, that he cuts at his house. Wow, like almost like actual like plastic molding or something. No, they're carbon fiber tubes. Okay. They're literally carbon fiber tubes with inset of the different colors. He only does the black and gray for sale. We sell them all day long, but he prints the caps and all the you know everything that holds the battery and yeah, everything right. on the inside. He prints all that and designed all that stuff. But yeah, the tubes are actually carbon fiber. Oh, you're talking about the tubes. I thought you were just talking about like the actual filament. No, I know, I know, I know how the screwdriver is. You have three D print on the end and three D print on. The yeah, end. yeah, yeah. So, oh, so you're gonna use in a different color? I thought you meant like your actual like the three D print was blue or red. No, no, no. That's okay. black. Just, oh, okay. just the carbon fiber's oh, got the blue inside oh, of it. That's bitching. So me and Adam are the only two with blue. Okay. And. Uh, couple people have red but everybody else will have the standard carbon look so basically what he's like he's like look if you ever lose that and you see it your sticker's not on it you know it's like you can ask adam if he still has his and if he does then it's yours right he's like because there's only two of them cool yeah that's a cool way to do it yeah i thought that was pretty awesome yeah i did i did ryan reese some special uh translucent red front uh flock foil mega foils so nice only he only ryan reese has them and i even put like he said to put RRR on it, Ryan Reese Red. So I put RRR on the wing with the Racecraft logo in this crazy translucent red filament. And I'm like, only he has it. Nice. That's so pretty cool. Yeah. You need to print him some. Oh, you print. Um, let's, I'll pay you to make Chase one that says Blink 182 on it. Oh, you don't even have to pay me. I just love to do it. Yeah. What is it? 
Just put oh, oh, flock a foil, foil. Like Blink-182 oh, on of the racecraft yeah. thing? Just do the Blink-182. Yeah, and make it out of rainbow filament. For sure. Maybe <laughs> even put, like, Bud Light on the back of it or something? Yes, dude. Hell yeah. I'm all, I, okay. I love that, dude. We'll do it. Chase, you got a little present coming your way. Yeah, and if you don't run it, you're a pussy. I will, I, so I came to Chase with this, I think, one time. Okay, so actually, Evan Vale was at, I think maybe it was Evan and Nick, but I know Evan's the one who brought the idea. Um, vale was at my house, like, say, like, two months ago maybe a month ago and we were talking about like making the flock foil better fitting for the associated and we ended up just fucking around in the cad software and like making it like this big so we called it the dustpan and we're I, chase still wants it till this day so i still need to print it but i think i'm going to print it it's just a massive flock foil as big as the print bed will let me do that's how big it is. And I think I'll just put the Blink-182 on it. That'd be awesome. Instead of Racecraft. And God. just send it in the mail to him. I can't. I, he needs a videotape opening that. He needs a videotape. Oh, like, well, maybe we'll, just, maybe we'll just stick a GoPro in the box. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that works, but that would be awesome regardless. Well, you could like literally put a GoPro in the box, like facing up to where you open it from. And then you could just plug in like one of those massive power banks. Yeah. So the GoPro never dies. Yeah. And then we can just record in like 1080 so it doesn't use a ton of foot, uh, storage. Yeah. That and then maybe uh, figure out a way like a bunch of glitter dicks pop out at them. That'd be pretty epic. And like fart spray. God, and this is getting better and better. Like, have you ever looked up the glitter bomb? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it'd be like a glitter bomb. Yeah. Glitter bombs are the ones that, like I said, with all the, the dicks pop out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we'll just do that. I don't think he would be any happier than as, if a bunch of dicks hit him in the face. And then as soon as that, it happens, it just plays... What's my age again? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Robert. That'd be pretty epic. <laughs> Why am I getting involved in this? <laughs> oh, never mind. We'll we'll figure that part out, but we got to make that happen. What's this? this? Just they can't like it. Yeah. So my buddy James Van Hook, he bought it it for me for the studio. It is bin bin oil um, cloth. It's supposed to smell like it. it it's kind of like light scented. You can get the gist of it, I but it's it got good. the caster bean oil smell. It's it more does. just a mood. It's pretty epic. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, like burn this, burn this when you're doing your, your podcast. I said, all right. And then uh, Losi a couple years ago, I haven't opened that yet, but it's supposed to smell like nitro. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's like, the thing oh, it's like a screwdriver. It yeah. But um, yeah. So I'm going to, you know, at a future time. That's cool. After that one burns out. Um. Yeah, and then when we do the night, I mean, I, I shouldn't even say when we do the nighttime ones, but there's always liquor, you know. If having a rough day, I'll come from my office and come in here and take a swig. And Jim Bean Peach, that sounds pretty baller. Taste it. It's, uh, if you like crown peach, it tastes just as good, and it's half the price. You have, like, a little cup to put it in? No. You just straight swig it off the bottom? Swig it. Not even a waterfall or anything? I don't care what you do. You can always okay. wipe it off. Well, I mean... There's some German folks out there like Cole. He drank. He drank a little bit of everything. That's amazing. Isn't it? Yeah. And it's half the price of Crown. So good. Super good. It literally tastes like straight peach sweet tea. Yeah. Just with like a little. Little kick of alcohol. I love it. Peach is probably my new favorite. And then. that one fire? Like fireball? Yeah. And then. This is that tequila I love. Oh, that's the stuff like everybody's always like raving about. But you got like Woodsford Reserve. 
Um, no, that's Redneck Riviera, John Rich's bottle. Oh, this? Jason. Oh, I was talking about just the, yeah, the back one, but what's that one? Jason Roberts. No, no, who gave me that? One Jason Roberts. Keith Waddell. Keith Waddell gave me that at um, Masters this year. I don't know that guy personally, but he messaged me all the time. He's, super he's cool. an HB guy, and he's an ultimate racing guy. He's 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 a intermediate upper sportsman. That stuff's so good too. That's pretty damn good. God, so good. My grandma it's got me super, drunk on that on um, for Thanksgiving. First super week. super sweet. That on ice is just a sipper, dude. It's so. I good. bet like this on ice on a hot summer day. Mm. Super good. Yeah, I'm thinking about taking that on the boat this weekend. That's really good, actually. Yeah. El Padrino. Yeah. I think that means like the Godfather or something like that. I think it just means super good. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> super good. Let's see. What? What are you laughing at? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, well, first off, when I had to fill this out, I had to like figure out how to push the text center because it was like typing oh, yeah. under the line. <laughs> and honestly, like I just really didn't know what to put. I was like, I'll put some stuff. I'm sure we'll get into it. It's a sponsor sheet. It's better than a sponsor sheet. <laughs> it's inform informative. It's informative is what it is. So what's the, uh, like what, what was the upbringing like for Walker Spinrad? What's the Spinrad Casa like? Like, like back home? Like yeah. What, what was your, you know, what was honestly, your life like, like as a youth? It was really good. I had a really good, I mean, I have a good life, but I'm just saying, like, being a kid, I had the best, like, upbringing. But um, pretty much it was literally a ton of riding bikes, like mountain bikes or just building jumps and riding bikes. And, well, one time we had a, my dad, like, bought a half pipe. Like a big old half pipe, like uh, it was at his friend's house actually, and we drove down there. I was little, I wasn't that old. I was probably like ten, I don't know, maybe eleven. I don't know. And we bought it and we put it on the flatbed, like a big old flatbed. Like we we went up there and disassembled it, and we came home, and then we like put it all together, and then we had this small half pipe, and we ended up like bridging the two together, and then cutting the small half pipe angle to match the big one. So it was like you had this big half pipe, and then there was a small one. So it was pretty cool, like. Then, like, me and all my friends and neighbors, like, we'd always, like, skate on there. And then at the time, like, the scooters were a big thing. So we had, like, the scooters and stuff. But then we still had the bike jumps and stuff. Um, just a lot of outdoor activities. Like, pretty much biking. I'd put it that way. Dirt bikes and mountain bikes and dirt jumps. Nice. Um, as far as youth goes, I played baseball when I was little. Um, I was just, like, I enjoyed it. But I didn't, like, want to play baseball. It was cool. I still like baseball today. I'm, I don't follow baseball, but, like, I will go to a baseball game and have a good time. Yeah. Um, I was never into, like, football, never into, like, soccer, any of that. It was just, like, baseball and then motocross, trophy trucks, dirt bikes. Well, that's motocross. Mountain bikes. Yeah. Um, I never really, like, we didn't really play a whole lot of video games unless it was, like, a rainy day outside. But other than that, we were outside. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd say like high school was like, I fucked off all the time. I had to look, my backpack stayed in my car like more times than it was out of the car. Like, right. I had to literally go to school, get out of school, throw my backpack in my car, go home, ride bikes with my friends. 
and fake Photoshop report cards so I could, <laughs> so I could play on the weekends, <laughs> so I could do what I wanted. How'd that work out come graduation time? It actually worked out because I did graduate. <laughs> oh, that's good. I found out, I think I found out like the day of graduation or the day before graduation that I was graduating. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Uh, my parents, one rule was I just had to graduate. If I didn't graduate, I was kicked out and on my own, which was a pretty fair deal. I didn't sure. even get upset by it. Cause I'm like, that's honest expectations, you know, right. just making sure you graduate high school. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty much that I'd say like upbringing though, like I said, it was just a lot of just a lot of fun, dude. Like all we did was just do fun shit. Nice. We were just constantly doing fun stuff. I mean, a lot of getting hurt, a lot of doing dumb stuff. Like yeah. we did some dumb stuff, dude. Like my neighbor, <laughs> I have a couple, I have a couple quick little stories. Um, so like we were always like me and my brother were always like super good at jumping bikes, like just hitting big jumps and stuff as kids. Like we hit some pretty big stuff. And uh, come middle school, I met um, one of my good friends. His name's Cole, not Cole Ogden. He doesn't race RC cars. His name's Cole Ciroli. Anyways, he uh, he was like talking about like hitting all these big bike jumps. I'm like, well, you should just come to my house. And you're like, we got some pretty big jumps. And he's like, okay, like we'll have to see how big they are. So he comes over. Kid was staring at him all day. He wouldn't hit him. He was looking at him all day. And I was like, <laughs> you know. that big. No, like, like being that guy, though, I was never that guy who's like, hit it, pussy. Right. Like, you got to hit it. Like, no, I was like, look, dude, if you're not comfortable, don't hit it. Like, I won't say shit at school. Like, I'll tell everybody you hit it. You know, like, I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to get hurt. He's like, no, I'm going to hit it. I'm like, okay, like, I'm not pressuring you, though. So anyways, like, come sundown, like, close to sundown. He's like, well, shit, I got to hit it, you know? Like, sun's running out. He's like, what do you do? And, like, it was like, we had, like, this jump line. So, like. I live like very countryside back home, not city at all. Like we have like, we have, I think we have five acres of property and our house kind of like backs up to this mountain. So like you would go halfway up this hill and you'd come down and you'd hit this jump and then you'd drop down this like, it's probably like five, six feet, drop down into this mega jump. It was huge. You carried so much speed. I think like measured lip to lip, it was like 35 feet, which Jeez. is pretty big for a like a bike. Yeah. A bicycle being 12 or 13 i think it was 13 or 14 at the time pretty big from whip to lander yeah that's not even the gap like just the top of the lip to the edge of the lander was 35 feet and he's like what do you do i'm like literally dude just put your foot on the pedal and coast and it'll set you up perfect like you don't have to pedal like just put your foot on the pedal and coast you'll hit the first jump you'll hit the little drop down and you'll be fine you'll hit the big jump he's like okay so he comes up to the top of the hill and he starts to go and he's cranking down the hill. And I'm like, oh, fuck. he's got too much speed. He hits the first jump surprisingly good. Hits it great. He hits the step down. And when he landed the step down, his foot, both feet actually came off the pedals. So he oh. was like, he was like going up to this massive gap double, like with his chest on the seat. <laughs> so he, <laughs> he was whiskey throttle. Almost, yeah, or... but he's just on like a little hardtail mountain bike. So he hits the jump and he's like so much pressure and he hits it and he goes like, you know, like endos, but this one went like 10 feet past the lander, like to flat. Oh, shit. And he was so high in the air. Like he was so high in the air. Me and my brother were at, running to him as he was still in the air. Cause obviously you just know it's going to be bad. Right. He lands, he's like, gets the wind knocked out of him. He's squirming. He's like, uh, you know, and I'm like, dude, you're good. You're good. Calm down. You know, you're like, you're okay. 
And like his one wrist, dude, was like zigzagged. Like we're talking like broken. Oh. It's fucked. And then his other wrist is fine. And he's like, my right wrist. Like he was like crying, screaming. He's like, my right wrist. I'm like, but your left one's like fucked up. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, your right wrist is fine, dog. Oh, he's like, shit. he's like, no, dude. Like, he's like, my right wrist. I'm like, dude. I'm like, bro, Cole, your left wrist is fucked. So whatever. Like, my dad comes down. And like, we like get him in the truck. And we like take him to the hospital. But we had to get gas. And my dad was like getting gas, and he's like. My truck looks a little dirty, huh, Cole? He's like, we should probably get like a car wash while we're at it. And like, dude, we're just making jokes and we we're having a good time. Cole was fine. Whatever. We get to the hospital. And that was the first time we actually met his dad. <laughs> <laughs> so we meet his dad. His dad's super chill, super cool, um, awesome guy. And he's like, I got it from here. Like, you guys can leave. And we're like, we're sure. Are you sure? He's like, yeah, yeah. So we leave. As soon as we get home, it was like a 30 minute drive. His dad calls my dad. And my dad's like, no shit. Broke both of his wrists. Oh. Broke both of his wrists. He came to school like a few weeks later with two casts. Double cast, like yeah. This, yeah. And uh, yeah, he never hit those jumps again. No. Put it to you that way. Yeah. That'll, uh, that's enough to make anyone want to quit jumping. I didn't hit those jumps again either. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hit those jumps again either. I think that was the last of the jumps at my house besides until like we started building dirt bike tracks. Right. Um, but the dirt bike tax were pretty mellow, but yeah, like the bike jumps were out of control at being 12 or 13 years old. And then my brother being like 10, like yeah. they were, they were big. They were definitely not like your average, just like bike jumps, you know, around the corner. Like they were big jumps, like being on the tractor for hours. What, uh, what, what, like, I guess if you had to like say, you know, there's like the jocks, the preps, the freaking, you know, the, the skaters, you know, like. What what group of people were you in in high school? High school, like, like if you had to put a label on yourself. Come senior year, I was definitely like popular. Yeah, I was like, I'd say just like, I don't know, honestly, like I wasn't. I don't know. I would just say, I was, honestly, like we weren't. I feel like you're a lot like me. Like I was a gap bridger. Like I've, I hung out with everybody. That's yeah. I, I hung out with football players. No, I hung out it. with yeah. The, that's what it was. Guys like that, I never had like a select. Honestly, no. dude, I was that. I literally would hang out with the nerdiest of nerds yeah. to the middle to the high end popular. Like, dude, there was like because it didn't matter to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it didn't matter if you were popular or if you were a nerd. Like, but I know. think there's something about like personalities like yourself, and I think I have a lot of that same. Uh, charisma like we can we can get along with anybody yeah no i really anywhere. i did get along with literally everybody i had like dude high school like i had so many friends yeah. and i mean like these friends were people that i would like i would bring home and like hang out and i'd hang sure. out with them out of school like they were just that cool it didn't matter who you were like right. if i liked you and i hung out with you like, that's the way it my should friend. be yeah well that's so, why i asked that because i figured you, yeah, you I, didn't have a label you know no, like, i couldn't i really couldn't put a label on it like i Definitely was well known because one, there's only one walker. There's only one walker spinning at, at school for sure. So like if you said my name, most people knew who it was, but I was always that person you could just come up and talk to. I wasn't like, Oh, I'm not gonna go you know, like, oh that's Walker Spinner, he's too yeah. cool, you know, like no. Yeah, like I was that. I was the one that was at every party and everyone knew who I was. You know, I could be at different parties. I could be at a football party. That's what it I was. Like, yeah, like if party. you went to like a different district school, yeah. like they still knew who you were, you know. Right. Yeah. And like, I, that was just because like I was very outgoing and very able yeah. to like just 
embrace the moment. You know what? You're doing mushrooms. Let me have some. Like, you're, you're, you're shooting Jack. I want to shoot Jack yeah. with you. You know, like, oh, yeah, oh, you guys just want to go have, you know, drink some shit beer around a f- campfire. Yeah, I want to go. No, same thing. Like, it just, it didn't did, matter. Yeah. I just wanted to be doing something. I didn't want to be the guy that was like wishing I was out with the people. I was out with the people. Well, it was cool. Like, cause actually where I grew up, like I said, like my house is very like, it's not city. Like it's very countryside and. I didn't go to school out there. I actually went to school in Santa Clarita, like where Hot Rods is, like Saugus, which was about a 30-minute drive each way. So, like, I went to school in the city, and but then, like, we'd kind of bring, like, most of the people back to, like, my house for, like, bonfires and all this cool stuff we did out there. And, like, dude, everybody fell in love with it because it was just so different. Like, we'd just pull over, like, a fifth wheel into the middle of the... Like, was there no school out where you lived? There was. It was just super bad. Like, it, it was just super, like... Everybody did just everybody just like kind of got hooked on drugs. Like it just wasn't where you wanted to be. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, right. As a parent, they didn't want you going to school there. No, it's reasonable. It's like if 90% of the kids are doing heroin, well, you probably do heroin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're going to do chances some, are. Chances are. I mean, would I have? Probably not. But it's like, why do you want to surround yourself again? Yeah. Like, especially for your high school. You got only better get, odds if you don't. Yeah, you only get one high school experience too. So yeah, like I went to school at a very good. Plus you're me, you get two. Yeah, for sure. Could have had three. <laughs> For sure. I stopped that too. <laughs> For sure. No, it was cool. Um, but yeah, I, there's no label. I hung out with everybody. Cool. Seriously, I had a bunch of friends of all different kinds and people. It's the right way, man. Yeah, no, it was the way to go. And that's, I think that the stereotyping people and putting people into like genres is kind of like a way of yeah, it's stupid, fucking like, them up instantly. It's true. Because like when you're best friends with all the popular kids in high school, those kids are fucking losers after high school. Yeah. And all the kids that you neglected are 10 times better than you. Yeah. And then you want to be friends with them, you know? So, yeah, it's cool. I mean, I I knew everybody, and I know where every person's at today. And what, you know what I'm saying? It's cool to see, actually, like, yeah. where different people end up. One of, one of my friends might have been, like, the one I talked to the least of, out of the bunch, but, like, he's super famous. Really? Uh, yeah, like, he's just, like, one of those, like, influencer kind of people. But it's cool. Like, dude, one time I was like, is that Jeffrey? And I like clicked on his profile. He's got like two million followers. I'm like, what wow. What what kind of like influencing does he do? What is he? I, I wouldn't like consider him. He's just like a uh, like a YouTuber. He's like one of those just like trying to compare him to uh, like somebody you might know. Can you say his name? Like we can look him up. Uh, yeah, is I don't know his last name by heart right now. I could look him up though. Yeah, it's. You know, when you go to school with certain people and you like find out later, like I, one of the, a kid I grew up with, he is, he came out with a line of snowboard bindings and stuff like snowboard accessories, mm-hmm. pretty popular in, in the snowboarding world. And I mean, the older you get, you know, f- crazy story. Speaking of like people that you go to school with, my dad literally sat next to um, Ed Hardy. In really? high school. No shit. In Southern Cal. I, dude, I used to draw Ed Hardy, like, back when I was, like, 12 or 13. Like, I loved, I don't know, I just loved Ed I Hardy. I still love Ed Hardy, it's, man. It's I mean, so sick. He, regardless like, of, but, like, how crazy his clothes were, like, his tattoo art is amazing. It's like what Blink-182 fans would wear. You know, like, yeah, I wear it. I, I'm a fan. I'm, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I we wear. like it. Yeah. It's sick. I think we should just start bringing Ed Hardy back. Like, I got, hey, I've got Ed Hardy. I, I had that I can, sick jacket. It was like white, which just it was like covered in like Ed Hardy stuff. Like it was like, 
just all it was like dragons and yeah. cool shit. Dude, I, oh, I got the most amazing koi fish shirt, dude. It's fucking <laughs> dude, sick. Honestly, Ed Hardy was so sick. Yeah. Dude. If you sick. if you can literally pull off wearing, that I'll find them. I'll find them in a sec. That's uh, fine. It's not that he big. He goes. Deal. He goes by. It's like almost like one of those like dude per like you know dude perfect. Yeah. It's like that. He has like a name of his channel. It's not. It's not Jeffrey. It's gotcha. Like, it's like he has. It's him and his like three friends. They have like this. That's awesome, thing. man. Good yeah. for them. Like I, I love no, success stories. Cool. Man. Yeah. No, I love. I. I and it's not that. I just say like I just didn't talk to him as much as other people, but I'm saying like I was still friends with the guy. Like he was super cool and he was a nice guy. You know who's killing it on YouTube right now is freaking uh Katie Carmody. She is killing it on freaking YouTube. I mean she she's doing it right. She's just, you know, a little luck, a little bit of work and she's doing really well. I mean it's just honestly consistency is what it is, really. Like you just keep posting and working towards it, like one day you just might blow up overnight. Yeah. It's all it takes. Just takes one. Yeah. One video. That's all it takes. It just takes the, that one person to see it and share it and bam. You're, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We need to, uh, uh, or I want you to tell me how you broke your foot so bad. I know you said it was riding motocross. It was a really bad break. Well, so what did you do? My, I'll tell you. Before I tell the story, I've broken multiple bones. Everything I've broken has always been with my friend Johnny. Okay. <laughs> so I'll put it to you that way. My foot was actually the first bone I ever broke, broke bad, where I had to have surgery. I've broken wrists before. Like, I think I broke my, I fractured my wrist like two or three times, like just kind of minor, just like put it in a cast, like whatever. Then I broke my foot. So uh, we went riding. So like we go to the desert a lot back home, like on holidays and stuff. Like we just go out to the desert and we'll ride for the weekend, family, friends, whatever, have a good time. But Johnny always like he always did like the whole track thing, like racing and stuff. Like I never really raced a whole lot dirt bikes, but I just rode my whole life. Like I was definitely capable of racing. Sure. I just didn't race. Um anyway, so Johnny like always raced and me and Johnny were best friends, whatever. We still are best friends, but uh after that desert trip, he's like, oh, we should go ride Gorman on Tuesday. I'm like, okay. And that Gorman's just another place by my house where people ride. And they have a track. It's a track, and then you can, like, split off and ride desert for, like, 15 miles or whatever, 20 miles. And uh, I'm like, cool, cool. My mom's like, no, like, you're not going. She's like, I just have, like, a bad feeling you're going to get hurt. I'm like, you always, I'm like, you say that every time. Right. My mom just doesn't want It's mom. Yeah, they just don't want us riding. So whatever, we go to Gorman. And everything was good. We were having a great time. It was just me, Johnny, and this, like, older vet guy came out. Like, he's probably, like, 48, maybe 50. Super chill. It was just us shredding the track all day. And uh, he's like, hey, I just, like, we, we were riding all day, and we took a break. He's like, hey, the vet guy. So I just watered the track. Um, he's like, I, there's a couple jump faces that are wet pretty heavy, so just be careful. He, like, warned us. I'm like, okay, cool. A little slick, you know, like no biggie. Well, me and Johnny, like, of course, we just like start up the bikes and we just hit the track hot. Like we're just ready, to, like we're fast lap mode. Yeah. Well, I'm behind Johnny, and Johnny is definitely a better rider than I am. I wasn't far off, but Johnny was definitely better. So, like, when you're falling behind somebody who's faster, for one, like you're falling them so fast, and all of a sudden, like they just break check up and you're like still going you know like you're not used to it that's not what happened this is what happened with my wrist but whatever (laughs) 
we go out and we're shredding for like half a lap and Johnny like hits the tabletop. He scrubs it. It was a wet jump phase. I see him kind of like get a little like washy, but he saves it. And I just scrubbed it and do my back wheel, like washed off the lips so fast. Cause it was literally slick, like wet. It's like flooding an RC lip and going out and trying to whip your car. Like it'll just 360 off the lip. So yeah, that's what happened. And I almost brought it back and I ended up just crashing. And, uh, the, I don't, like, I don't think the crash itself was that bad. I actually, like, got up from the crash. I couldn't feel my legs. That was the trippiest part. I thought I was, like, paralyzed. I, like, got up, and I was, like, limping, but I couldn't feel anything from the waist down. I wow. was tripping. Johnny, like, turned around. He's like, you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Like, I can't feel anything. So we took off both my boots before I could feel something, just in case, like, something was broke. Because you know how hard it is to get in the dirt bike boots. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, dude, sure as shit. Like 20 minutes later, dude, my right foot was like, it looked like if you took a rubber glove and blew into it, like where it's just fat mm. and the fingers are all small. And uh, so, yeah, that's what happened. And uh, we left Gorman. Did you like land on the foot or like did no. the compression of like landing poorly or crashing? Like what, I think, what happened? I think what, I think mainly what it was, the boots I was wearing is what majorly like fucked up my foot and mm. the break. I mean, the crash itself was decently bad, but like, I honestly don't think my foot should have broken, especially through the boot. Um, I was just wearing like their Alpine star boots and I wear Alpine stars now, but they're the tech tens I wear now, which are way better. But I had tech sevens at the time and they were super tight on my foot. So clearly that's probably a bad sign. But anyways, mm. Yeah. It took me like 30 minutes to get back to his truck. And like, I'm here and his truck is like where your door is, which is probably like roughly like what, 15, 20 feet. It took like a half hour to get over there. Wow. We loaded up in the truck. I had my feet kicked up on Johnny's dash. We had to drive all the way back to my house in Agua Dulce from Gorman, which is about like an hour drive. Oh. Cause I forgot my health insurance card. Oh my gosh. So I freaking come home and I'm hopping inside to get the health insurance card. Johnny's outside. And as I'm hopping back out, I open the garage door and like my mom behind me is like, what the fuck happened to you? And I'm like, fuck. She's like, Johnny, you can go home. I got her from here. We went to urgent care and yes, I broke um, all four toes besides the big toe. I broke four toes, five bones in the middle of my foot and I tore three ligaments. And oh my I, God. I went, I went into surgery, I think like 12 hours later, the next day. Holy shit. And that's what started RC for me. That's literally the whole, if I'm telling you, dude, if I, if I just broke my foot and I was out for like six to eight weeks, I still wouldn't have gotten RC. But it's cause I was out for like 10 months. It was like eight, maybe 10 months. I mean, it, it was almost a year. Yeah. I remember. So yeah. How old were you? Uh, well it was, I broke my foot of October of 2018, but I didn't actually pick up a remote of RC car to like. December twenty. So you were 18 when you broke your foot? 19. 19? 18, well, I was 19? born in 99, so I think okay. I'd be nine, 19. Gotcha. 19, I think I picked up a remote. Wow. I'm 23 now. It's been four years, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. And honestly, like racing, racing, I think I've been racing for three because I just went to hot rods for like over a year. Yeah. Maybe a year and a half. I don't know. Yeah, you've picked it up quick as far as the RC side. I definitely picked it up quick. Obviously, being raised around off-road and dirt. I, that I mean, helps, helps a lot. It does help. And, I mean, I've driven RC cars before, never on a track. Well, I did once before, but it was like for a day, like whatever. But, like, 
I was always, I do remember like as a kid, I was always super good at like driving the tracks as slashes, like coming towards you, like hitting a ramp, like where you couldn't even see it. And I'd always hit the ramp. Yeah. Like I was definitely better than like my brother was or friends. Um, yeah, I was just, I think it was just like, it's just natural. I felt good with the remote. I mean, I wasn't the best driver, obviously. I just started. Yeah. I was actually able to go around the track, surprisingly. I think that it, everyone thinks that they're going to do great at RC. Well, like, I see it every day across the street, you know, at the big shop where people, they're just like, I'll smoke you. And they've never, you know, even when they challenge me, I'm like, yeah, okay. And I'm not great, you know. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm middle of the road intermediate, you know. And even at my best, I was top of intermediate. I've never been pro quality goodness, you know. Yeah. But people don't understand how hard it is to really control one of these vehicles I at, think, a, at a high rate. I think what's, I think the hardest thing about, honestly, like, I'm talking like, well, honestly, RC in general, whether it's 10 scale or 8 scale or 12 scale, I don't care. Whether it's just RC in general when you're racing, the focus level. Like, dude, I still have a hard time. Like, Pavitas, that guy, he can, him, Cole, all these guys, they can focus. Like, yeah. dude, ask Pavitas when I, when I race. Like, dude, I'll come down the straightaway and I'll, like, look down at him and, like, laugh. Like, I, dude, my eyes are everywhere. Pavitas has taken a video of me before at Silver State. Like, my eyes are just, like, like, my car's over there, but I'm, like, just looking. <laughs> I'm, like, is he watching me? You know, like, I'm just, like, always looking around. Like, that's dude, my folk, I think that's what hurts me the most in RC of, like, is like why I haven't really like I, I'm there. I'm definitely there. I'm not like Mayfield or Friend or Ogden level yet, but I'm saying like if I were to just like focus a little harder. But I think what it is is just like I know it's not my job. You know what I'm saying? I know I don't get paid. You know, so I just kind of do as I please. Yeah. I think if I like if it was my job or if I got paid or something, I would definitely put in the time to focus and stuff. But it is funny at times. Like, I'll come down the straight and I'm just like, damn, my car is just still going that way. And I'm like, for me, the hardest part is depth perception. For most people, it is. For me, it isn't. It's just focus. Like, yeah. if I'm like, damn, I just turned a burner lap. I can't do it again. Right. Like, I, I think what it is, too, it's like these top racers they get into like a muscle memory thing where every lap just starts feeling the same. So yeah. they're clicking, clicking. For me, it doesn't ever feel that way. It's always like, okay, I turned a good lap. I have to do it again, you know? Like, I'm always thinking, like, this turn, hit it right. This yeah. turn, hit it And that's probably how most people think, too. But yeah, focus has always been harder for me than most people. Not in RC, just in life. Like, focus. Like, I've always just been like, you know, if I have homework in front of me like this, I'd be like. Yeah, I'm the same way as you just then. Just looking out the window. I'm never trying to, you know, that, that, that. It hurts my work day and everything else because I'm I'm sporadic. I jump around a lot. I can't like finish one project at a time. I have to like do a lot. And Dude, then... that's how I am. Like literally, I'm like, I'm talking like, I'll be designing something for like 3D printing, and I'm like, damn, dude, I really want to get back in the mountain biking. I'll yeah, start, like, start looking, looking at mountain, at mountain bikes. bikes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm dude. the same way. Something crossed my mind, and so I don't forget it. I go doing it, and then I totally forget about all the other shit mm -hmm. that I'm doing. Yeah. Happens every day. Yeah, that's literally it. But I will say, like, if there is one thing I want, like, most people to understand or just know about me, like myself, uh, in RC, is that I started racing not too long ago. I have never finished out a series, ever. I think I raced Sportsman, like, once or twice. 
first races out, like JBRLs and stuff, switched over to intermediate. I started winning intermediate a lot, but I never finished out the series because I put myself in pro when I wasn't ready to be. I just had a feeling that if I ran with better, I would get better. And I moved myself into pro after winning intermediate. Like, it was just a given. I was going to, I'm not being cocky, but like, I knew I was going to win this race. I knew I was, and I did. I won intermediate, like, no problem. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to get better in this class. Like, I won't. I just won't. So I bumped myself into pro. And that was when, like, well, they still race, but like, Drake and Cav were like the, the top of the show at JBRL. And I put myself in pro, I think for like three races, I was dead, dead last. Got lapped at least a handful of times. But I would rather be in somebody else's way than like people being in my way. And then all of a sudden, I just started running with those guys. Like I would let Cav go by. And then I would just like kind of pay, like see what he was doing. And then I just learned that these guys don't drive at 100%. And they don't crash. They literally just like find a comfortable position to drive at. And they drive. So yeah. then I just started to focus on not crashing and not driving balls to the walls. Like not holding the gas and turning the car into turns and counter steering everywhere. And like literally being like this everywhere. Like dude, pros are just so mellow. Yeah. And then I think the real race that kicked off like my racing was Proline JBRL. I think it was 2021. Me and Cav just tone to tone racing, battling 15 minutes. Might have been 20. 15, 20 minutes of literally swapping the lead back and forth. It was still the coolest race of my entire life. That's awesome. I lost by a second. Oh. But I, I didn't get his respect that day, and it was super cool. It was, yeah. definitely like, it was definitely like a cool moment for me. Yeah. I mean, that. I think anybody that can put themselves in a situation to compete against those guys and then actually be able to go toe-to-toe with them. Yeah. And like I said, all it did was it just took some time of running with those guys. Yeah. Like, and that's why I told, that's why I tell people, I think that's what made me so different about most people is that I've never stuck out a series. I just was like, okay, I'm good in sportsman. I need to go to intermediate. And then I was like, well, I just keep winning, which is, I mean, yeah, you want to win, but it's not rewarding when you're not at the highest level for me. Like I have to be pro, you know? Yeah. I think that if you, if you just keep running your normal stuff and you think that that's just who you are, then I think that's what it is. Like, you can take it to the next step. Like, if you are a top intermediate guy who knows how to truly race, like, if you can honestly admit that you're going to bump yourself in the pro and either you will hang or you won't hang, but as long as you can just be like, okay, this guy's coming up, I get out of the way. Like, dude, you'll earn your respect in the class. Because, mm-hmm. like, most every pro knows how everybody races. Like, everybody knows how this guy races. Everybody knows how this guy races, you know? Like, you don't want to be the guy who they talk bad about. You yeah. Know? He's like, oh, he can't race. You know what I'm saying? But there, that's I, that's always the discussion, though. Is like, I don't want to, you know, this guy in intermediate says, I don't want to go to pro because I'm just going to be in the way. I don't. How can I get faster if I'm getting lapped every five? I laps? mean, I get it, but I think the only way to get faster is just if you run with those guys. Like, I, I mean, uh, there's, there's, then that's the other side. That's what I'm getting at. It's like, that's it's, that's the side I'm on because I've done it. Yeah, I was that guy who. But I didn't care. I just did it for myself. I'm like, if I put myself in pro, I should be able to one day hang with them. Because you didn't care if you didn't win. 
Well, that's what it was. I because didn't care about a lot of people, about, all they care about is winning. I get it. But at the end of the day, when you realize that what you win is a piece of paper with a sticker on it, I mean, like, don't... I totally get it. Like, dude, I love to win plaques and cool stuff, too. I get it. But, like, I think what's more rewarding for myself is just pushing my capabilities of being, like, I just raced a pro race. Yeah. Like, I never thought I'd race a pro race. You know what I'm saying? And now I race with pros, and I can beat some pros. Absolutely. And there's races where I'm on. And it, well, I think the gratification of actually <clears throat> completing a race and, like, okay, first step is racing with pros. The first step is second, racing with pros. Second step is not getting lapped. You know, exactly. third step is like now I need Mid-pack, to, yeah. Maybe, like yeah. if I was finishing 15th out of 16, now I want to be top 10. Exactly. You know, and then now I want to be top five. And then you start getting to that point, And then all you have to do is like just have a breakout race, seriously. Like, and then that's when you just get that confidence game. Right. Like I knew, I've always known I could, I mean, everybody knows they can make an A main, but I truly knew that I could be in the A main at DNC because I've just always been so good at Paris. Like, me and Pabitas, dude, like, we were grinding 24-7. Like, there was no reason why we shouldn't have been in the mains right. before. But there's always, like, just stuff that happens, whether it's your fault or something. You know what I'm saying? When you just, get that, dude, DNC and Silver State and even PNB, like, the amount of practice that you get is so minimal with the amount of entries or, like, especially DNC and Silver State, you only get I two, five I think what it is runs. is, like, what most people don't understand, it's, like, you can't get in a late groove at these races. You no, have you to have, have to start off in the groove. You have to start off yeah. banging. Like, and I'm a late bloomer. I, I always was. And I, I still technically consider myself the same. But now I truly know, like, if you have a shitty first qualifier of Nitro Buggy, your chances are slim, dude. Of, getting, of making the main. Of making the main. Right from the from right, the qualifiers. Yeah, if your yeah. first qual does not go how you want it to, like, it's, it sets the tone. Yeah, like, unless it's on some high bite track where the track gets faster than you and your chances aren't slim. But these tracks that start off smooth and then blow out as time goes on, makes it chances harder. are... I mean, luckily, that's what qual points are for, but it's still, like, you have to just, like, you have to treat these races like, okay, I need to go out and practice and find the limit of the car the first two laps and then back it down. Yeah. You know, and see where I'm fast and see where others are fast. And you have to... Like, you have to go up and watch a few races before yours and see where guys are hitting lines. And you have to know who you want to watch. Be like, okay, Mayfield's in this race. Let's see him. Okay, he's looking pretty good. Now let's watch Fend. You know, you can't, like, sit there and watch everybody. You have to you have to watch the guys you're trying to beat. Yeah. You know who's going to be in the A main. You know who's going to be in the B. You know who's going to be in the C. Yeah. You got to watch the guys in the A. Right. I agree. Yeah, I've, it's always been that kind of that double-edged sword of, you know, we always talk about in this in our little close industry and family of RC racers. We always talk about like sandbaggers and stuff yeah. like that. And, and and the word has become like so annoying because it's like okay, number one, it's a hobby for ninety nine point nine percent of the people. <laughs> it's been too much of like a standard of like the word. Like I, anybody is allowed to do anything seriously. It's a hobby. That's what I'm saying. Like the, the only people the getting day, paid are the influencers, the guys that are going to make you buy a car, like Mayfield and Fend and honestly, like and the only Cole people that are getting guys. paid are like. I mean, just like the sad truth is the guys that have made it for a long time. Yeah. Like if you're trying to like, I'm not going to, I'm not trying to be that guy right now, but I'm going to be that guy right now. If you're trying to become like Mayfield or Fend or just these high names that have been along for around for a long time, Tebow, Fend, Mayfield, I mean, 
Cole, but I'm talking like even older, like Mayfield and Finn. Like if you're trying to be them, I'm not going to say you're not going to be, but like the reason these guys get paid still is because they are the pinnacle of all these companies and RC, you know, yeah. like it's, it's so overly saturated now with people like me and Povitas and I'm Who just going to be a, those guys. I'm just naming or, off names like Joey Bourdon, Jared Wiggins, Walker Spinnett, Ryan Pavitas, all these guys. Like, dude, we're all so fast. We're all like right there. So yeah. it's like, how do you pay everybody? You don't. You can't. It, you can't. That's why I don't get help. And it's understandable. Unfortunately, I, I want help, but I get it. We already have Cole. We have Mason. We have Caden. That's two brothers. We have Fee and Pavitas. You know, like we have all these guys. Like, yeah. I might be next in line, but I don't get help. And I'm not. Well, there's a serious time and financial commitment to even get to the point where you're considered. That's what I'm and saying. Not everyone yeah. can afford no. both the time and the financial commitment. No, I totally get it's it. It's expensive as it's shit. Like you already have Cole, who's like clearly like the face of HB. Well, then you have the fours and feet. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't have, like, it's not even just this company, it's every company. Yeah. Like, they can't just sit here and be like, here you go, here you go, here you go. Yeah. Like, yeah, they want everybody to But come. just think about it. For instance, like Fee, for instance, right? Yeah, right. Fee and his dad, they get everything for free. I know that. But they're not getting paid. No. Well, I mean, maybe I should back up. Like, I do get everything for free as well. I don't get racing for free. I get My products. point is, though, they're still at every major. They pay for everything, spare no expense, and they race. Correct. They travel. And they race. But they get results, too. Well, and but they had to get to that point. Yeah. I mean, Fee started very young. He's kind of like an anomaly in that sense. But, like, the Fullers. I mean, I remember at AMS two years ago, Mike coming up to me. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, I got two kids running four classes. And, you know, you I mean, do dude, the math. Incredible. And, you know, like, How the amount of money, guy? just an entry fees. Like, at that point, TLR wasn't paying their entry fees. Dude, I get it. I mean, yeah. They were four. What is that? Eight? Eight, yeah, it's almost a grand in entry fees. It was, and plus that, you that have year. a family of four. That's dinner every night for four people. Right, that's hotels every night for. Four so they people. were they were getting like budget on tires, and they were getting free cars from TLR at the time. And I don't remember their engine deal or whatever. But long story short is, even though that they were at the you know they're still two of the fastest kids in the country, they were still dropping a grand, two grand every time they went to these races. No, I get it. I totally understand. And it gets expensive, and I understand why everybody wants something for nothing yeah. because not everyone can afford that situation. Well, and unfortunately, like, honestly, I am one of those guys who kind of plays, like, the woe is me card in RC. Like, I, I do feel like I should get some help. Like, I feel like since I made the DNC A main, like, I feel like there should be some incentive. Like, hey, maybe we'll pay for one entry at your next race. Like, I don't feel like that's too much to ask, considering right. that I've made the A main at DNC. I've done PNB A main. I've I went to Worlds and you know helped HB's top driver, and you know we did got his best result he's ever had. We I, did a kick ass job. Five Worlds like, he's been a, to. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I just I don't know. Like I feel like I'm not saying I deserve. I deserve. I deserve. I just feel like maybe for once you should be like, hey. We really want you to go to Nats. We'll pay for your entry fee as long as you cover a flight and hotel. Like, dude, it's like, it's that simple. It's like, yeah. dude, a hundred bucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, a hundred. I'm not even saying cover my entry fees. I'm saying country cover an entry fee. Yeah. I don't know. That's where I'm at right now, and that's like where I've kind of just like given up because it's. Like, I'll cover an entry fee for you. I know you would. No, I, I will. I, I know you would. No, I will though. I'll just do it. Okay. So one of your entry fees are covered. Cool. Thank you. There you go. 
Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> but you, you deserve it though. I'm not you, doing like, that because I like you. I because no, I believe I, in in that's the whole thing. Like you're exactly right. You've put in the grind. You've started proving things. You deserve a little help. And not only that, like I'm a team. I'm not even like just vouching for myself, but like I'm a team player. Not only am I a good racer, but I'm for the team as well. Like I am like the guy who help out the team. Like I'll help Cole. Yeah. Okay, I didn't make the A man. You need me to pit you? Yeah, I want you 100%. to pit me. Cool, I'll Because you're you. a good pit man. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I didn't make the show, so I'm going to pit you. I'm not going to go pout. Yeah. I'm going to pit you. You know what I'm saying? The, man, we go through this all the time. I get it. It's like, industry. that's what I'm just trying to say. Like, there's so many people like me that are out there as well. Like, there's so many fast guys. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's so hard to make yourself a paid racer nowadays because yeah. it's so overly saturated. It is. Because everybody now, you take top... Let's just leave Mayfield and Fend, and let's just say like a few others like top. Let's just leave top five out of it. Let's take fifth place to twenty fifth. It's a second apart, if that. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like before, you just had the top, however many guys who were fast, and then yeah. there was kind of a separation. But now it's like you look at qualifying. I mean, I'm talking like, dude, you're on a hot run in qualifying, and you just scrape a pipe. You just lost three, four positions. Yeah. Just because you well, just like lost you said there. about um, you know, like you made DNC, like maybe you know you you should be given a little bit of help. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, why do you want to continue to do good when at the end of the day you get zero? I'm not trying to be that guy, but it's the realistic expectation of looking at stuff. It's well, there's like, two ways to look at it. There's though. two looking. There is two ways to look. There's at one it. way of like you're trying to become pro. To the point of getting paid or, tra- you know, to where it doesn't cost you anything. I'm not trying to get paid. I just, just like a little bit of help. But then there's the other way of looking at it. Like, this is what I do for fun because I work my ass off 40 hours a week. Correct. This is my release. And I want to be the best I can be. But that's just what it is. Yeah. but So I, there's there's the two different I, sides I, You're of totally 100% correct. I still feel like there should be an incentive for making the pro A main at like one of the hardest races in the world. Sure. You know, but that all comes down to your sponsors who have like a program that's like, okay, you make the main at DNC, we're gonna give you a hundred bucks, or I feel like that's just a reasonable thing to do. It it should, it it could be, but the teams are so big now. I get it. Like, like HB has X amount of drivers that they give free stuff. I I totally get it. I'd say like every team's got the same thing. HB out of most of the companies out there have stacked drive. I mean, like, dude, like we're all. I'm not saying all the other drivers on every other team are good too, but I'd say like HB does have like those guys that are just as good as each other. I think right now HB has probably the biggest crop of up and comers on the planet. That's what I'm saying. It's For like, sure. And as, as far as guys that can like win right line, now, yeah. as guys that like can consistently win every week, I think there's one person on one or two people on every team that can do that. Yeah, but, but as far as like, the new guys that we're going to be seeing names of and won't be on HB for forever because someone's going to offer them a better deal right. are on HB right now. Correct. The Fullers, Fee, yourself. Cole's not very old. You know, I mean, Cole's going to be around for a while as long yeah, as he no, wants to do it. Totally. So they're, you know, but then like, so I'm an S-Works guy. And then you look at like B Rose and Camden Line, dude. Like these two kids are the dude, next hold on. fucking. I pause the show right now, bro. Like. Be, I tell every person, Brandon Rose is the most underrated driver. Not on only 100%, but 1,000%. 1,000%. That guy on, fucking shreds. I'm going to go on record and say that 
S-Works got the biggest pickup this year. The biggest all. pickup. I mean, even I told, Mayfield going to Techno was big. No, it wasn't. In my as opinion, as, this is bigger because this is like generational. Because all Brandon needed, and I've told Brandon for, I mean, really, I, I haven't known him that long, but at least all last year I said, Brandon, all you need is a team environment. I said, once you get a team environment, you're going to go up. Because, yeah. like, he was good on the Gama, but he was only one guy. Yep. I mean, the poor guy was just like. It's unfortunate because even Billy, I love. <laughs> Dude, Billy's a great dude. He's such a good and he's, dude. And he's no, doing he's freaking, what he can. No, he's rad. I'm I, just saying, like, just looking at my little homie in the corner yeah. with no support at the races, I'm saying, like, Brandon, look, you go over here. You come over to us. You go over here. You go over yeah. there. You go over there. You're going to have a good support mechanism of friends and family or whoever the just stuff to kick stuff off that's of nobody saying. can help him when he's they're not running a car no that's what i'm saying and like, he's now got a group. now he's got a good family you yes have joe you have spencer you have camden yeah you know, plus billy fisher billy and fisher, then you start yeah. talking like overseas with freaking canoss and boots, boots and, and all yeah. these guys the the, the predentes dude yeah. like that's what i'm saying s-works like, is building and, and i'm not going look on at, if you tangent. look at b-rose's results from january of 2023 Dude, it's incredible it's incredible it's incredible he, t- he took a whole new step in, in rc life he I'm, loves the cars i'm and, still and, upset at him for using all my tire glue at pmv <laughs> i told him like yo it's okay if you use it all he's like no i won't use it all and i like go over there because i have the glue tires and brandon's like brandon's dad's like Oh, we used it all. I'm like, <laughs> fuck. I'm like fuck. but yeah, that that situation, like that, just Brandon, you're in a good spot right now, dude. Just yes. keep kicking ass, and he's, yeah. you know, he will find his number one spot, you know, in time. I think like he's, he's right where I do think he's right where he belongs. Though, like, yeah. I, I don't see him going anywhere off of S-Works for a while. Like, I, think I don't he's, I think he's right where he belongs. I truly do. I feel like he's the kind of kid that everybody wants and no one can get, and we got lucky. We yeah. got real lucky this year. And that, you got real lucky. I told uh, Max. I wanted him on HB. We had a I meeting the other day, and um, it was a, a, a head of S-Works type meeting. And we, uh, <laughs> I was like, listen, I don't know what y'all see from over there in Europe, but what I see right now is we've got some fast kids coming up. For sure. I mean, Camden's finding his way. Camden's finally he's graduating it up. high school. Yeah, I mean, Camden's just matured a lot in the, easily the last year. Like, you know, the Camden I've always known is the Camden who can really never keep a car together. And, you know, like Camden has matured is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. he, he's actually focusing really hard on it. And I could see the effort going in. Like, Camden's a, Camden is a threat. Yeah. On the course. I mean, he did what he finally did what you did at DNC. He, he did that at, at, at Silver, Silver State. State. Yeah. He correct. finally made his first main out of Qualls. Yeah. And solid fifth place. Like, no, it was super cool. Ripping. It was super cool to see. He blew what, the fuck out. And, but I'm, and I, I even text him. I was like, listen, bro. Don't get hard on yourself. It's you did first, great. It's your first main. You I know? didn't get hard on myself after DNC. I came down with a smile, dude. It was the yeah. coolest experience ever. Just knowing I was in there and a lot of, I mean, just looking at the competition. Like, look at Silver State competition. Look at the people that didn't make that. That's what name. I'm talking about. Like, you should be proud of yourself, no matter if you blow the fuck out or not. Yeah. Like, the track changes, dude. Like, I mean, look. You at, never know when it's your day. That's what I'm saying. You just don't know. Like, you could have easily won that main, or you could have easily not. Like, you no one saw Baruflo winning Silver State. Nobody saw it. And I if mean, you would have asked Mayfield before DNC if he was going to win DNC, he would have said, "Fuck off, dude. Yeah. No fucking way." Exactly. I mean, you he just, didn't even want to be there. I mean, I'm sure he was really happy afterwards. I'm sure he was too. But, but I'm like, he didn't like, want to race that race. Yeah, you know? I don't. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, it's the same thing. Like, everybody goes in thinking they're gonna do 
good and sometimes you do better or sometimes you do worse. It's just the name of the game. And yeah. honestly, RC is a big gambling game because you don't know if you're going to win. Number two, you don't know if something's going to go wrong. Like, yeah, you can do all the preventative maintenance, but so-and-so can come across the track and take you out or yeah. your motor could just randomly flame out or, you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, it's, and not only that, you're racing for 45 minutes straight and you have to pray nothing happens. Like, yeah. There's only so much you can do. I think that's why nitro racing is so fucking rad because that's why it's cool. it allows for variables. That's what I'm saying. Cause like, Oh, the little point zero five cent board in your protex, switch went bad in your main. Well, who would have thought, right? You know what I'm saying? Like you just don't know what's going to happen. Whereas 10 scale, it's only like what? Eight to 10 minute races. I mean, 10 the minutes focus, the longest, like the we, focus level is unreal. I think in all of it, but 10 scale, it's like, you have to be perfect. Yeah. Eight scale high bite, you have to be perfect. But like eight scale silver state and DNC, you have to be pretty perfect, but there is room for mistakes. Yeah. There's room for a little. Everybody can give a couple mistakes in yeah, a 45 minute race. Yeah, you can blow a line. You can kind of like bobble. It's okay because it's just so blown out off road. But yeah. I think eight scale racing, eight scale nitro racing is awesome because there's so many variables. Yeah. Well, just kind of going, circling back to what we were talking about though. That in going to like the blown out tracks and a scale nitro racing being rad is these kids. We haven't seen a change of guard. I know Keenan on the no name RC podcast has been talking about this a lot. Like who is the next guard to take over? Like when is Mayfield out? When's Cab out? You know, I think it's fee. I, I really think it's fee. Fee and Mason for sure. Well, Mason for sure. I mean, I mean, it's Mason, hard. I Mason mean, might some... find some. I mean, Mason's no. a good looking young man. Pussy's going to be thrown at him soon. I mean, it probably already is, but I think Mason can like do like a side gig of like Louis Vuitton modeling or like. I, but that's Versace, what I'm saying. Like, know? there might be something else for there Mason. for sure is something else other than Mason. Like, let's face it. Like, but you know. he might. I mean, he, he at his age, he's still fucking kicking ass and still traveling with I his mean, family still, like, and but, everything but else. But there's also plenty of time for you to do other stuff. Like, yeah. don't get. I'm not trying to be that guy either, but it's like you're young. You're a good looking dude. There's other routes of income as well. Like you could do both. You can kick ass at the RC races yeah. and do other stuff. Like don't get brainwashed into thinking that this is your only path. Or burnout. Or burnt out. That that I think is the most important thing is the the dads need to say You tell me how much you want to race. I think it's the same so way. So that like, they don't want to not race. Because you don't want them to get to the point where they're they're only doing it because it makes their dad happy. No, you don't want to like that like either, that. but you also don't want the parents misleading the kids being like, this is your only way. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like, for sure. You could also go to school and race. You could also work a job and race. Yeah. You don't just have to race is what I'm saying. Like, you could do other stuff and race. You just got to learn time management. That's and, all and you have to do. There's a pr certain point in time in a young man's life where that's actually a really good skill to learn anyways. It's time management. It's for time sure. management. Like that's something I've always struggled with in my life, and I've been super good at it ever since I moved away from home because yeah. there's not anybody telling me what to do but myself. So you get more motivation to do what you think you need to do and what you want to do. Like I like to – like I've been trying to focus on getting up early and getting a head start in my day instead of waking up late, you know, like most teenagers do or 23-year-olds do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like – I've been actually really good at it though. Like seriously, yeah. I, I do time management. Like if I, there are some days where I will stay up late playing video games. I'm guilty of it, but there are other days where I'm finding self discipline that I never had. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, it's ten thirty. I really need to get off and go to bed. 
Right. You know, where I never would before. I mean, you'd be like, okay, it's 12. Oh, it's two. Well, might as well just stay up till four. Right. Like, what's the difference? You're yeah. going to wake up at noon. Yeah, I, I definitely think that RC in young men's life, they, it's just another, they're just kind of like doing it because it's what they do. And not everyone finds their way in the industry. No, and, and I, that, they get burnout or they get like feeling like they'll never make it. And that's when they just bail. And let's be honest, there's not room for everybody in the no, industry like, I'm to gonna, work. Like, we're just going to like, we're not going to butter shit up here. Like, we're going to be honest with you. Like, you might not ever make it. You might make it a little bit. Will you make it super big? Who knows? Like, if you just start winning magically, you will. But the odds of it are pretty slim because Real one, slim. Real slim. Major slim. Like yeah. we're talking like near impossible because one, everybody's so good. Two, it's a gambling game. You don't know if your car is going to stay going for 45 minutes or an hour. You can do the best you can. But I'm just saying like it takes one stupid mistake to ruin your race. Yeah. And then bam, that's another race that went bad. You know what I'm saying? Well, let's like, face it, dude. This is an industry with small margins. And super companies, small margins. companies cannot sustain by paying everyone who's worth paying. So we have to pick and choose. I'd and say there's a we, bunch of people worth paying, but yeah, hundred percent. I I agree. You, I, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm one of those people who are like, "Damn, I wish I was paid. I should get paid." But then, like, you know, you kind of sit back and reflect, and you're like, "Well, this person, this person, this person are already paid, yeah. and you know, they've been." It's how you position yourself. That's what I'm For saying. For instance, like you're on HB, right? Correct. HB already has a pecking order. Where are you in that pecking order, right? And the same thing, like. For instance, you know, different engines or tires or whatever. It's all about where you stack up in I, that company. You could be with a smaller company getting yeah, paid and yeah. and having shit shit product. Or you could be with a top company maybe getting free stuff and not any help, but you know your product's the shit. So, you know, we see different drivers going different routes. I'm not gonna name names, but some drivers go with shitty companies to get paid. Yeah, or you can go with the company is that you can take a little bit of a pay cut or a deal cut knowing that it's the better product. It's going to help you racing. get to a better level. That's what I tell a lot of guys, too, that are sportsmen or starting out. I'm like, why cheap out on something that saves you money because it's going to take a shit? Especially tires. Like, everyone that goes to the f multiple brands of tires that really aren't up to speed. That just save you money. Because they they know like that's where the money's because at. Because they last longer because they're hard as a rock, but they have no grip. You know what I'm right. saying? And always wonder why they're always struggling on the why track. They're always and slower and why exactly why this person why. But uh, they don't want to hear it when you tell them, "Look, dude, you're on the wrong tire. You're on no. the wrong compound. It's not the brand. They're like, like well, you didn't even easy. choose they're right. Like, well, it's easy for you to say because you get it for free. Well, it's like, dude, go fucking to the track every day for three days a week and practice. Like, dude, I didn't just wake up one day and get randomly selected as a lucky winner to be running yeah. hb and you worked hard at it yeah like dude i earned it all so i mean that's your message right like if you're gonna tell the my next message up is and if you're gonna racer, tell like yeah if i have to tell the next up and coming racer, like dude if you're gonna focus on this if you do want it to be your priority which it absolutely should not be your priority but if you want it to be your priority you have to work your ass off and you can't just beg you can't just start emailing companies with zero results or zero shit on your resume and be like, Hey, I deserve 50% off. I deserve 65% off. You know what I'm saying? I deserve a sponsorship. Like, well, not only are you a good racer, but are you a good asset for the team? Like, do you help people at the track? Do people know your name? And if the people who know your name, are you good or are you bad? 
You know what I'm saying? Like all this should go in the minds of multiple companies is what I'm saying. Like everybody obviously wants a fast racer, but I think every person should also consider people that are helpful as well. Oh, I I think that should be more considered. I personally believe it should be more considered than what your speed is. I think if you are a good person in any sport, I'm just like, but obviously we're in an RC industry. So if you're a good person within the industry and you're well-known, I think that should determine your deal. Yeah. I mean, not to obviously a professional level, but I think that should give you a good amount of help. But we're also looking for like our car to win on the weekends as well and or our engine or our tires or whatever. Yeah, but it's like, let's say like, uh, I don't know, let's say Mayfield was a complete asshole. Like nobody would like no like nobody would want to run the car he's running because he's an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like, do we have anybody like that right now? Like, who do we think right now? We don't have to say name, but if there was a car, like, if is there anybody right now that you think people don't buy the car because of that person is like their top driver? Because I uh, here's what I think. Okay, not te- off the top of my le- head, I can't. Think. I'm gonna name some top drivers in the in the brand, right? Name so, them. Mayfield Techno, Cavalry WRC. Born Horse S Works. I'm just talking America. Go for it. Ogden um, HB. HB. Rifkin AE. Jones uh, Agama. Lutz Kyosho. Those are the ones that I know in A scale. Finn TLR. Finn TLR. Oh my God. I sorry. can't believe you. Sorry, to Dakota. Love you, buddy. So, eight top drivers. Out of those eight, do you think someone, and you don't have to say what car or what driver, but out of those eight, is someone not buying that car because of that person? No, I don't believe so. Not I don't of, either. Not off of every person you just listed. Because those are the top drivers in those eight cars. But honestly, almost every pro I know, seriously, out here, that they're, they're, they're good. Yeah. They're good I, people. I, I get along. Every name you just mentioned, I get along. With. I do too. I can have a conversation for an hour straight, and I, I won't go behind their back after that conversation and be like, this guy's such a fucking idiot. No. Like, I don't do that. No, but that but just goes to my point of, okay, those eight drivers are the best shot at putting at getting those cars on the top. To run through the shows, And they're yeah. all good people. They are. They are good people for sure. You know, so I think companies are getting it right. But now the next step is like, how deep do you pay people? Like, does one company only pay one driver do you know can you well, I think companies deep enough to go to pay three or four so that they can make sure that they've got you I mean, know i think every company just looks at it differently like obviously hb is a big team asworks is a big team kiosha i mean what do you have what lots of Klein. Really? you have lots and Klein. Klein. that's it you have lots and Klein. so wrc I, is only well you got moran as intermediate but you got cav real like it's cav it's cav it's and then you've got uh in you know agama is only jones mm-hmm. um AE, you got Rivkin. Rivkin no, I mean, AE is a decent one, too. You have Aiden. Horn, Rivkin, uh, with Tollard's TLR now. Tollard's TLR. So then you got Dakota and Tollard. Um, but Tater. yeah, like all those guys, though, like everyone we've just mentioned, same thing. Even second tier, what would be considered the next. But even next second order, tier, we all They're like. all badasses, yeah, they're too. They're all badass. That's why it's so tough. Like if you're actually getting paid in this industry, you fucking earned it because there's so many other people it's just true. as good it's as like, you. Yeah, you take first tier who's getting paid, and then you take second tier, and well, second tier is just as good, honestly. And then you take third tier who's just as good too. Yeah, and, and they fourth. might not be getting paid at third tier. No. So like at that point, you're like, these guys are like, badass, and they're not getting it. I'd consider myself bottom of the HB like factory team. I'd say it'd be like Cole, then Mason. I'd say like Cole, the Fullers, Fee. Then Pavitas, then me. Yeah. 
I, I think that's I, accurate. I'd say it's and accurate. It's, and I'm only saying that for you because you've really only broken into A's this year. Like, this is I, your that's year. What I'm saying. Like, like, your yeah. breakout year. Yeah. Like, if we're talking, like, aside from helpfulness, I mean, Pavitas isn't which, making many mains right now. Like, he's in and out. Yeah. So, like, you're just, you're there with Pavitas. Yeah. But he's made them before. So, I'm saying, like, this year is my first time making mains. Yeah. But, like, I even go as far as say you. Caden and Pavitas are all on the same level. Maybe I think Fee and Mason are on the on the same level. I agree, and barely less than Cole. I mean, barely. Yeah, and I love like Cole. It. No, I love Cole too. But I mean, we're just looking at like facts are facts. Current like, racing, yeah. those guys are killing it. They're you know? fast for sure. I mean, it's yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. Like, but yeah, that's how I consider myself. I'm just saying, like. Just an entry fucking fee would be nice. Yeah. I'm not mentioning names, but it's like, dude, if you can just like be like, hey, we want you to come to the Nats because we like when you're at the track and, you know, uh, you do good for the team and whatever. So, hey, we're going to pay for one of the two entries. I got you, dude. I know you got me. I'll pay for your buggy entry. That's why I got that sticker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. All right. So. But I'm just saying, like, that's it. We've been at it for a couple and a half. So, um, real quick, there's a there's something I want you to tell me because we were talking about it at lunch. I want to know this story. This uh, what's this thing with um, the video? Like yeah, the I want to know. Okay. Yeah, the Evan Vale and uh, you good, Robert? Yeah. All right. I feel so much brighter now. I don't know. Like it <laughs> it kind of feels like I just like woke up. We went back there. It's <laughs> a little darker. Um, yeah, a little bit of technical difficulties. We don't know what happened, but hopefully everything's good. Um, but I wanted uh, Walker to tell a story or oh, tell me about uh, Evan Vale and you, th this idea, this video idea that you guys had that you said. And I was prefacing it with, uh, all right, guys, if this happens before Walker and Evan does it, you better give credit where credit's due. Don't be stealing their shit by hearing it on this podcast. We won't talk about the water idea. Yeah, oh yeah because that's like the main thing we won't talk about that one but we'll talk about an idea that i kind of brought up to well Evan. i think we figured out in our lunch today how we might be able to make the water idea happen without sacrificing a Correct. ton of money we so I, we'll, we'll talk more about we that definitely figured that out we'll talk over it with evan yeah um i'm trying to actually get evan to room with me oh nice um, i did offer it to evan the other day i'm like look dude just come move in like We'll figure it out later. Like, just I just want you, like, I just want a friend, you know, yeah. and he wants to get out. I'm like, just come in. So, Evan, if you're listening, move in. Yeah. When you can use his garage that he doesn't even use for painting. That's what I said. I don't <laughs> even park in there. I just get my truck towed. So, All right, so tell me this idea. All right. So, I pretty much, like, Evan brought up, like, a few ideas, like, funny videos that he wants to do. And then, like, we were kind of just, like, shooting the shit. And I'm like, yo, we should do, like, an engine tuning video, you know? But it would pretty much be like, it'd pretty much be like a super, I should have stacked all my beers. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, man. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. But anyway, <laughs> I was like, we should do an engine tuning video. And it wouldn't be like a correct. Like Drake style? No. <laughs> it'd be like spin rad and fail style. Okay. It would definitely not, I would definitely not advise you to follow it. But it would just make people laugh. So pretty much the idea would be like, it would start off pretty serious. Like we talk about engine tuning and how you tune an engine, like how Drake does. Like we would kind of mention the obvious points and what you should and shouldn't do. 
and then we would get into the actual footage of the car being on the bench and tuning it, and it would be the complete opposite. So, like, pretty much, it would be like me or Evan tuning the motor. And you know, like, when you tune an engine and you, like, clean it out, and you're, like, kind of, like, rolling on the throttle to hear the tune. And, you know, you're, like, and you let off. And it kind of, like, goes to idle, and then you make your adjustments or whatever. Pretty much it would just be us revving the piss out of the motor 24-7. And, like, you can't even judge a tune because it's just so hot. And we're trying to talk over each other while I'm holding the gas. And we're like, what? What? Like, an hour? Okay. And just keep giving it. And pretty much just keep revving it up and revving it up and revving it up until it blows up. Yeah. And being like, now your engine's tuned. It's about right. It's about right. And it's we track put, ready. Yeah, we're like trying to start it and just <laughs> burning the wheel of the starter box and just clanking all oh, around. Yeah, that's that's some good satire. Yeah, like I'm sure we'll figure out like more ideas to do with it, but like that's a it'd be pretty cool because like nobody's done a video like that where it's just like total like what? Are you recording? It is on now. All right. Well, look, we don't have a lot more time before our fucking. Amazon special shit fucks up on us over here, but um, you got anybody you want to thank? Any any sponsors? Like we don't, you know, this is a open, this is open to whatever. Like there's no. I mean, honestly, every every sticker that's on that body, they they all do something for me. Whether it's, I mean, they all do something for me. <laughs> We're not going to say what TJ not, does for you because gonna, that's inappropriate for yeah, uh, some yeah, of the we're youngsters. Not, we're not going to say like anything crazy, but obviously all my sponsors, there is a lot to list, um, but definitely HP Racing, One Army. One Army does do a ton for me. Robert and Dylan and Brendan, uh, they all do a bunch of stuff for me they always make sure i have everything i need to go to every race uh plus more like if i need one thing they send me five you know yeah so huge shout out to one army if you guys are looking for any bitchin aftermarket hb parts or even if you have an idea you should just pitch it to robert go to onearmyracing.com and send them an inquiry of any ideas um HP Racing, One Army, JT Barranco. JT Barranco is another one that always makes sure I have what I need at every race. Uh, Jenny and Tyler work their ass off. Um, they're packing orders from sunup to sundown. They just started a tire company, Promotion Tires. Super good tires. Check them out. We just got Nick Hartman to run them. Um, the Drake and Motors, DrakeRacing.com, uh, 83 RD2 Motors. Um, super reliable, super good power. Amazing. Beach RC, find everything you need at Beach RC, uh, assaultrc.com. I need to get some of those stickers on my bodies. But Beach RC and Assault RC. Uh, Bipolar Designs, he does all my sick stickers and wing wraps. Uh, Wolfden, Kyle Neary, sick merch, sick track, super good vibes. Uh, True Source, True Form, TJ and Daniel, make the bodies. What's the MJ helmet up top? MJ is mine and my brother's clothing. It's really my brother's. I do all like the graphic design and kind of like marketing stuff. But MJ is Moto Junkies. Um, we do. Uh, it's it's a clothing brand. Nice motorcycle related. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I like that sticker. I want one. Pretty bitchin'. Yeah, I'll get you a bunch made. We have a bunch of clothes. I'll send you some. Oh, sweet. Um, so what we got? We got pretty much Racecraft. Racecraft. Uh, Who? You, Racecraft. I don't know who those fuckers are. I know, dude. I don't either. They, just, they're definitely not cool. Cause I, 
As far as I know, they don't fucking know good music. Dude. Fucking guys. Tasteless soul. Tasteless souls. Uh, Racecraft, no. Super. He likes E-Buggy. Super epic company. Uh, you can get a command module, the big old pit station thing. It's pretty epic. Put a light under there. I have one set up in my house. Big old wrench station. It's definitely awesome. makes some space for sure. Definitely cleans up. Definitely turns your Makes you a Joe into a pro. Yeah. Yeah. You get double the space with one of those. For sure. Put your cars on top, whatever. It's 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 sick. And flock foil and mega foils. That's yeah. what you need. We need to bolt a bunch to your wall. That'd yeah, let's do epic. that. Let's put uh before, when you leave, we're gonna we'll figure out some spots for them. That'd be pretty epic. Um Sweet. what else? MKS servos, Kenny Johnson over there at MKS servos, really yeah. good servos. Shout out to Kenny. Shout out it's to good Kenny. seeing him at um uh, where did I see him at? PMB. Yeah, PMB. It's good seeing him there. Yeah, yeah. Kenny definitely. Kenny's got it going on. Uh, R1, R1 Racing Works, R1 Works, badass 10 scale and 8 scale products, batteries, ESCs, motors, uh, fans, accessories, sensor wires, wire, R1, dude. Sweet. They got it going. 10 scale, 8 scale. Uh, there was a Heart Race Tires. Thank you to Nicola. Uh, TJ, Daniel, Mark Pavitas, Ryan Pavitas, they always make sure I have tires at every race. Um, yeah. So many to list. What else is there? That's about it. That's all I see on there. JTP. Oh, you got JTP. Jerry, yeah. yeah, JTP oils and fuel line. I run his oils and fuel line. Uh, the best, honestly. Ultimate oils on my car. Me neither. Um, yeah. No. Thank you to all my sponsors. Seriously, you guys all do amazing for me make sure i have everything i need at the track and yeah. more so thank you well you're a good representative and an ambassador for those brands so yeah. they should be proud i mean i know you through them uh, you know through racing and i've quickly taken to i love being around you at the track yeah. um i'm glad you're out east it's a little bit slower coast a little more laid back and i love the racing out here i think the racing is a lot I, it's more my style you, you get a lot of run time and it's super chill you don't have to be like so like scrambling good not saying all races back west are like that but most so. yeah well i mean west coast is gangster rc scene and the east the, coast i think it's like the, the biggest pop in like the, it, the west coast is busy yeah super stack competition and stuff like east coast is getting there for sure but i think like just the east coast way of the tracks are just so nice and everything yeah they're, they're different there's definitely a style difference for yeah. sure yeah but i'd say i mean i don't know it's about all i got honestly well i'm i'm just thankful that you came down i'm um, thankful you having me man yeah Seriously. we'll do it again for sure i thank you for the body You're it'll welcome. forever remain on the uh the wall of fame You're and, welcome um you know i'm looking forward to i'm glad you're going to nats yeah i'm going to nats so uh, stoked. we got some time and yeah um yeah man let's do it again get down and see me uh on a weekend where we can hit the water like bike week or something yeah not this bike week <laughs> hi bro oh, yeah. thank it was you. great man appreciate, it, Brad. appreciate you thanks robert we are out this motherfucker later. Quality. Precision. Passion. For servos, batteries, and fuel.
go to nitroproracing.com. So it is made possible by the boys over at Racecraft. They don't suck and neither should you. So get your pit game on point with the command module, the wadule, and mini module. Don't forget the flocking amazing pitting accessories or the all-new flock foil that fits nearly every 1A chassis and comes in many amazing colors. Use coupon code WheelandTrigger at racecraft-usa.com for 10% off your entire order. That is wheel and trigger with the ampersand at www.racecraft-usa.com. So get on board at Racecraft. We know how to party and we f*** hard. <laughs> 